Download the app, Bet Big, Win Bigger. And I got to tell you, I really like the sound of that. And with WinBet, it's just that easy. WinBet has what you need to win. So if you're from Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, or right here in Virginia, sign up today to receive special offers and take advantage of great promos for the big game and the upcoming college basketball tournament. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com. Download the app, bet big and win bigger. Let's get after it. Terms and conditions apply, must be 21 or older, and present in a state where win bet is available. Gambling problem? In Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. In Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, and Virginia, call 1-800-GAMBLER. And in Michigan, 1-800-270-7117. Tennessee, y'all too, 1-800-889-9789. With Vroom, you can shop thousands of cars right from your phone and have your next ride delivered straight to you. I like to look at the listing on my couch. You know, it's peaceful. I can think. Nobody's trying to trying to get one over on me. You know, it's a lot of Tahoes out there. I want a Tahoe. You know, do I really need that package? Well, let me decide for myself. Okay. With Vroom, I can do that. Vroom is the better way to buy your next ride. You never have to haggle or negotiate the price of a car, so you know you're getting a good deal. With thousands of cars available on Vroom.com, you can make sure you get the ride you really want so you don't have to settle. You have a full week or 250 miles, whichever comes first, to make sure your new ride is right for you. Plus, all cars on Vroom.com come with a 90-day limited warranty and one year of roadside assistance nationwide, giving you peace of mind while on the road. You can trade in your old car when you buy your new one, or you can even just sell your car to Vroom. When you sell your car on Vroom, you get a price instantly. You can buy a car from Vroom entirely online, so next time you need to buy a car, just grab your phone, go to Vroom.com, and check out thousands of cars. Welcome to the Greenlight Podcast. Cowboy. Mm. Wonderful show for you today. It's Austin Eckler. He's going to talk about his contract situation with the LA Chargers, why he wants to stay with the Bolts, and where he sees his value. He also talks about running back compensation, some of the other contracts some of these running backs have received. We get in a whole bunch of video game talk, his favorite games to stream, his favorite games to play with other NFL players, some under-the-radar games, some games he wants to see make a comeback, and he also talks about the great work he's doing in the city of Compton and around the United States. After Austin, we're going to recap some of the NFL news from this weekend. A couple big paydays, a couple trades, what's going on with Odell. And then we talk college basketball. We recap the first two rounds of the NCAA tournament there in the books. We do a little Sweet 16 preview, maybe what teams could make the Final Four. And it's all vibes team time. We do our annual all vibes draft. Stick around to the end to find out what players get drafted and what players aren't vibey enough. We're going to kick things right off with Austin Eckler right out of the gates. Y'all enjoy. They call me the breeze. I keep blowing and blowing. I ain't got me no body. I ain't got me no love. I got the green light, baby. All right, we got Austin Eckler joining us again. It's been uh, like over a year. A lot has gone down, and when I asked him how he's been, he's been, I've been active. Uh, Austin, 
how are you today, man? Are you getting any, any downtime or is, is it just a crazy time of year for you? You know, I, I have come to, to know that, you know, I am, you know, I'm just different, <laughs> I guess. Like when it comes to having downtime, I can't stand it. Like I feel like I'm always filling up my cup with something. Um, and so, yeah, yeah, definitely, like I said, staying active for sure. Dude, it does make the off season a challenge because I'm kind of the same way. And, you know, like our job's really different where we work really, really hard for a period of time. And then you've got this dead time where you could do anything you want to do. So like right. when, an NFL, when an NFL off season pops up, like, do you take trips or do you just stay at home and stay busy? Or are you enjoying your life or is it all about football and Twitch and your foundation? Man, am I enjoying my life? Yes. I feel like I felt I found what really fulfills me. Um, and what that is, is, is building things. Um, like building my, my knowledge base, building relationships, right? Building these experiences that I'm going through. And so there's, there's so much that that entails, right? That, that is my foundation. That's experience my app. That's, you know, yeah, all these podcasts, right? And continuing to grow and network and travel around. So when I travel, it's usually work related, you know, like with the NFLPA, like we're out in Hawaii, we're uh, over here, we're going to the Bahamas for a golf tournament. Um, and so I get enough traveling from like in endorsements and things like that, doing shoots here and there. And uh, so I, I'm one that doesn't like to get out of my routine. And when I am, I get on edge and get grumpy. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm always looking forward to having like a few months of just straight burn and grind and get stuff done before season starts up. It's because people are funny. They're like, like, oh, you must have some more time. It's like, I actually am more busy during the off season yes. than I am during the actual season. Yes, dude. And I've, I feel like when I played, it was always, I got a, 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 like just a shit ton, a CVS receipt full of text messages like the third day of the off season, which for me was like always January 4th because I played in St. Louis. But, you know, like people, they know when they think you're not busy. But in, in fact, because there's so many people open, opening the floodgates, that first couple weeks when you get done, you are more busy in the off season and there's no routine, which sucks. I mean, yeah, if you're routine oriented, so. I was gonna say, really it comes down, for me, man, I'm just really on this journey. You know, you asked like, you know, am I enjoying life? Like this journey of just creating value within myself and then also hopefully leaving some type of wake behind me for other people to be motivated to also create value within themselves as well, right? Because we all see value as different things, but in the most part, like it's, it comes down to those things that I was talking about, the relationships, your experiences, you know, the education. And so it's like everyone has their own journey and their own path of getting those. Um, but it's just you got to start. You got to go out there and do that. And so all the things that I've been involved with um, have all been somewhat related to that. So that's that's why I've been, man, it's been such a special uh, part of my life so far. So you're doing a lot of stuff, man. I was I was reading about um, this school in Compton that you're, you're, you're starting up. Yeah. Like, t- talk to me about that. And like, does that come, you know, I work in a little bit of literacy uh, type of stuff under my foundation. I saw that you're trying to close the literacy gap. I think it's awesome. Um, and I, holy shit, a school. I shouldn't say holy shit, a school. Wow, a school. <laughs> uh, but man, like, how do you even like, that sounds like a great idea, but then how do you put that into action? Yeah, yeah. It comes down to what I was saying, the relationships. I have the relationships with the right people that are also looking to do similar things like this. So I have the Austin Eckler Foundation, and what we seek to do is provide opportunities for people or provide um, 
yeah, opportunities, but that looks like different things, right? Um, so in this particular case, it happened to be a school, which is obviously an opportunity for these people to learn. Um, you know, they'll, they'll be little guys, uh, so they won't see it as that. They'll see it as, you know, I'm going to school. Um, but this is for them to get the next step going. And, you know, Compton, it's definitely, you know, an older turning over area. And so uh, we had a connection to uh, the Think Watts Foundation, which We've implemented washers and dryers with them in schools. And so now they came to us and like, hey, we're renovating a school. We'd love you to partner with us. And so we'll take on the project and be like, okay, we'll partner with you. We'll find other people that are interested as well. Uh, We'll contribute, but we'll also put put a team together. And so that's really what my foundation does is we get get projects – We'll contribute, we'll put a team around us to help contribute, and we'll go and execute it. Same thing, you know, we're building the weight room for Long Beach Poly High School, uh, one of the bigger high schools um, in the country. And their weight room is as old as their building, the floorboards sticking up, things like that. And so I have a personal connection to the weight room because I just love lifting weights. And so it's like, (laughs) all right, let's go renovate. So we got, you know, we got Jarrell Casey, he's in on it. We got Juju, he's on it because there's some alumni. So we put this team together, go execute things. Um, that's kind of how we like to run the foundation where it's like, it's a team of teams to go and help people. Man, that's amazing. And obviously the, you know, like, uh, a lot of the stuff we talk about is reading by fourth, you know, kids not being able to read by fourth at a fourth grade level. Cause at that point you stop learning to read and then you're reading to learn and kids get left behind mm. when they don't have that very powerful skill. And, uh, yeah, I mean, so I just much respect for what you're doing. And I just think, uh, I think it's awesome and it's, it's energy and time well spent. I appreciate it, man. And really the goal with the foundation stuff is implement things into communities that can last for generations, right? Like these things will be there for a long time, right? And we've, we've helped generations of, of people, um, because, I get it. There, there's other ways to help people, but it's like, I want to, I want to have those opportunities. Cause I know when I was younger, I felt like I had enough opportunities. It wasn't always the best, but I had them there. And so I was able to go and take advantage of them. I didn't know I was taking advantage of them at the time. Cause I was just, it was just what I was told to go do. Um, but if you don't have that, it's when there's an issue. Um, and so hopefully we can, like I said, um, you know, close that gap and give people those. Well, it's crazy. You learn, you learn a lot about your teammates when you get in the league and you know, some of the inequities and you talk about having some opportunities. I had a lot of opportunities and you know, it's really hard to, to leave your bubble while you're, while you're at that high school or that middle school or whatever it is. And then you get to college and you meet some of your teammates, you learn about their lives. And then with some of the things that guys have had to overcome to get in the NFL, just some amazing cats in our locker rooms. And if you think about, Hey, how do I make it out of that situation? And maybe I'm not a pro football player. I mean, there's a ton of kids getting left behind. And so uh, I just think it's great work. Um, keep it Appreciate up. Appreciate that. Hey, uh, Twitch, man, you, you, you are an absolute legend on Twitch. I mean, like, I think when I think about NFL players that play video games, <laughs> you're probably on that Mount Rushmore. Who else? Um, well, who else? It's, it's, so let's dive into that yeah. a little bit because yeah. that's – that's the conception, right? <laughs> yeah. That's like people's, that's what people think, yes. right? But here's here's how I positioned it. Yeah. Really, um, back when COVID hit, there was really no fan engagement after that. Like everything, everyone was home. We are not making content. There's nothing going on. So I jumped on Twitch because I wanted to connect with the community. Like I, I, I wanted to show them like, hey, like let me keep you encouraged, right? I said I want to continue to add value to people's lives. I was like, this is the way I can do this at this point is getting on Twitch, opening myself up so you guys can dive into what I got going on, learn about me. We did like a 30-day workout challenge, um, things like that. And so 
basically I just started streaming just to connect with people. It wasn't like, I was like, oh, I just want to play video games all day. It was like, let me connect with my fans and this is a way that I can do it. Um, so that's the little story behind Twitch and why I've continued to do it. And then now that's transformed into basically my app that I built. You know? Yeah. The, so the ex- experience, is it the experience yeah, yeah. app? Yeah. Yeah. Experience. Yeah. That's awesome, man. I mean, like who are the other guys that you're like, hey, these guys can game or they game a lot and you can't say Ooh, Kyler Murray. Game- I mean, yeah, I mean, you got guys like that, you know, we have guys in our locker room, Keenan Allen, he's definitely on 2K, or he's playing some, like, God of War game all the time, um, you know, we go to, I go to these streamer bowl events, um, and see, see the same guys, you know, Juju was a big gamer, um, he got himself on the map when he was with Drake and Ninja, and they were playing, you know, uh, Fortnite back in the day, um, and so it, it's a lot of the same guys that I see around, uh, the streaming events, which has been interesting. It's kind of, it's kind of taken a hit since, um, COVID is, you know, kind of in the, in the background now and people are getting more outside stuff, but, um, yeah, it's a great way to connect with, with community for sure. What kind of money are people making on Twitch? I don't mean like you necessarily, but like, you know, yeah. these people that I've heard of, cause I don't play, you know, with yeah. two kids and yeah, it's, it's hard. Uh, <laughs> but, but I, so here's the thing. <laughs> Like Dr. Disrespect, like how much is that guy making? Doctor, I mean, so you're talking about the one percent of the one percenters, yeah. you know. Those guys are probably making, you know, half a mil, you know, a, a month, you know, from their subscribers, from their, you know, um, from their endorsements and all that, their ad ad revenue. So there's mm-hmm. like there's a whole bunch of buckets that those guys are tapping into, right? You know, you have your subscribers that are paying you five bucks a month, um, and then you have you know you're the ad revenue that's paying you. You have any um, like I said, endorsements that are on top of that. And then that's just from the content on Twitch. Then you put that on YouTube and you're getting the YouTube ads. And then you have TikTok and you have Instagram. And basically you create this entire ecosystem of content where you, all you have to do is stream and then you can disperse it in other, other, other opportunities. And so, yeah, talk about, yeah, those, those guys are making a ton. Yeah. <laughs> but even for me, man, even for me, when I first started out, like I was making – like crazy money, people would donate for endorsements. Like Bud Light's going to pay you fifteen thousand, you know, to and donate to your charity if you get in their tournament. Verizon they'll pay forty thousand for two hours of streaming, yeah. and I was like, this is insane. I was like, this is crazy how much money is going to be going into this. And so I started a company called Gridiron Gaming Group because I was like, I got to help other athletes start doing this, you yeah. know. And so I started that, and I basically built this little company. Was leveraging, we were leveraging our our uh, streams and stuff like that. Did a couple big events. Um, and that ended up eventually transitioning into experience, but yeah, bro, streaming, there's so much value that you get from that. Um, it's crazy. Yeah. It sounds like, it sounds like podcasting. Yeah. It's the same thing. It's like, it's, Hey, we got, we got our content that we shoot here during the day and then, you know, we put it on YouTube and obviously we have our ad revenue and we have our sponsors and, you know, the only thing that might be a little different is, you know, there's not a subscription to the podcast, whereas on Twitch, you know, you're paying that monthly fee, but I think it's, um, you know, you get to know us as podcasters, but like, I feel like you get to know Twitch people even more because you can interact with them. So I think the right. concept is genius and it was right there under our noses for a long time. And it's much better. And I wonder how much, like where I was at my video game, like, um, I don't know, like the height of my video game plan was before I had kids, middle of my yeah. career, you know, like Call of Duty, World of War, like that type of thing. And I was on there nonstop and it was just getting harassed and made to feel bad by all these little teenagers who I know right. their fucking parents just bought them this game for Christmas 
and I'm earning right. a living out here taking a break trying to unwind. I'm getting called a loser and all this shit. Right, like, right. how bad is the harassment on Twitch these days? You know how it is, man. There's so many keyboard wars. And it's it's deeper than Twitch, man. It's all over the place. You know, the comment sections. At this point, I just think it's comical. Like, you know, especially, you know, being an active player in the fantasy football space. Yeah, like, that's, that's wild, where I feel yeah. like you see the sports betting is where you see the most toxicity, man. Um, <laughs> you know, not, not in my situation. <laughs> because, you can't bet. You know. Yeah, but yeah, that, it's that, that's, that, that's how I pass a lot of my time. <laughs> so, yeah. So, yeah. You know, you know how it is. These guys got people that real money invested or picked you first in their fantasy. Yeah. And if you don't perform, I had some dudes say he needs a he ought to roundhouse kick me in the jaw because I came up two points short. I'm just like, come on, man. Like Good luck with that. I, I uh no, the the like, difference is for me, if I lose a bet and you drop a ball or something, like I know it's fucking hard to do what we did. So I'm never gonna be mad right. at the player. Like you know, I might right. be mad at the team, but you know, to like to take it out on a player it just shows me you've never played at a high level. Well, let me say this. You can be mad at the player. Like, that's that's appropriate. Like, if you drop a ball, catch the damn ball, Austin. Like, yeah, come on. Yeah. But to go out of your way and be in my comment section telling me, like, these these threats of, like, oh, I'm, I should do this to you or that yeah. you should get cut. Like, okay, there, there's lines, and I feel like you're crossing the line. If, you, if you're in my comments like, damn, you should have caught that ball, that's fair. That's is, fair is, game. Is the roundhouse kick the worst one you've gotten so far? No, no. I, I remember it was my rookie year. And um, I, we were playing the we were playing the Jags, and this is me coming from you know special teams, right? Just a special teams guy. And now yeah. all of a sudden, now I'm playing some um, some offense, and so I was popping off this game, and everyone's like, "Who the heck is this guy?" And I had like two touchdowns, and was getting us into field goal range, just chunking them down there. And then we went to the fourth quarter, and it was it was uh, four minute, and I fumbled the ball mm. in four minute offense. Um, and yeah, I definitely had some death threats, um, uh, yeah, on that dude. one. Uh, I got producers, I got producers who are looking overtime. like, wow. I'm like, no, that's not surprising at all, dude. Yeah. Yeah. No, that, yeah. Definitely some death threats. Uh, we lost in overtime. So people were telling me to end myself and all that. So yeah, you know, that was my first introduction to, uh, how passionate people were about the sport. And that's a damn regular season game. There's a flip side to the fantasy football piece. Lori, my stylist, you know how yeah, I have a stylist. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I told her this morning, I said, we're talking to Austin Eckler today, and she's she's no NFL fan. And she said, um, football, offensive player, draftable, running back, 30 <laughs> chargers. And I'm like, yes, yeah, that is indeed that, yeah. Austin Eckler. <laughs> yeah. So it has to help we with the name recognition. Yeah. 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 So here's the thing. I get so much shit from – like my Chargers fans, because like I will strategically, I am like I play into the fantasy sports so heavily. You know, I love the Chargers. I love playing for you know in LA. I love right the team. I'm definitely trying to do everything we can to do a Super Bowl to get a Super Bowl. But guess what? There is you know a thousand other fantasy football fans, and probably more than that to every one Charger fan. Yeah. Right. And so when I post comments, I'm like, you know, doing this for the fantasy community mm -hmm. because I reach hundreds of times more people when I play to that community than I do for right the Charger community, mm -hmm. even though I still love the Chargers community. And so, man, it's <laughs> it's such a low hanging fruit yeah, yeah. for offensive starters. Yeah, no, it it, yeah. it really is. And, and you're like you're one of the most recognizable. Like if you know ball, like you're one of the, the best running backs in the league. But if you're 
But if you know fantasy, you you're like maybe the guy. I mean, it's yeah. it's uh, your royalty in that in that world. It's PPR, pretty, right. maybe. Yeah, PPR, which I just learned what that meant like a year ago. I've been in <laughs> leagues for three years, but I know. And I told yeah, you this man. last year. My dad drafted you like first overall uh, last draft, and I think he was pretty happy with it. So I, yeah, that's, I definitely that's a good have to pass pass on the regards from the flat top. But um, yeah, no, like you said this, like playing in L.A. It's a lot of fun. It's great. What's it been like, you know, over the course of your career with all the moving around and shit? I can remember we came to play y'all. Like, when we came to play y'all, um, Philly came to L.A. and you, y'all were playing that small stadium. And you yeah. guys had to go on silent count. It's like, yeah. just some of the things that you guys have had to endure that people don't think about, like, from yeah. you know from your facility to the whole thing. Like, what's it been like? Yeah, man. You know, we have we have an extremely loyal fan base, but we don't have the biggest reach is what we have. Right. Like we have some extremely loyal fans. Yeah. Um, but just we're the new kids on the block. Yeah. Right. We're the new kids on a block in a crowded neighborhood, you know, on top of that. Right. Yeah. Where you have everything going on in the sports world times two. There's like two teams for everything. Plus, there's all the entertainment. There's all the actors, the musicians, the beach. Right. You got tourism like you have. Like it's a destination spot, so you're competing for attention with so many other things, and we've definitely felt the effects of that. Um, you know, even now, like we're we're getting a lot better as far as you know getting a footing of of what it used to be back when we were playing in Dignity Health or StubHub, which whatever one of called. StubHub, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, in the soccer stadium, and so yeah, back then, yeah, I was like, this is terrible. But for me, I was playing in front of you know. 5,000 people, maybe, and my mom was still the loudest. So for me, going mm-hmm. in there, I was still like, yo, this is this is the come up, you know? Uh, so it's all perspective. And so now in SoFi Stadium, still the best stadium that I think has ever existed in the NFL so far. It's it's my favorite, hands down. Could uh, could you hear your mom out there at the StubHub Center? Like, you could pick her out? No, not that one. I'm talking college. <laughs> oh, in college. <laughs> at my little college yeah, back yeah. in the mountains. Yeah, yeah, no question. Your mom had her I own could, yell. I could hear my mom you know, like wherever we were, she yeah. had this crazy yell yeah. and wow. uh, she'd just wait till it was quiet enough. And I'd be like, holy shit. She's up in, <laughs> she's <her>. up in <laughs> 301. And I hear my mom real quick before we move on to football. I wanted to ask you this about, about, um, video games. Um, like if you could reboot a video game that hasn't been rebooted from our childhood, which one do you think it would be? Or would there be a couple? And they got you One know they bring like, it back. Man. They bring it back with like when I play Mario Kart with my kids on Switch. See, this is what you haven't gone through yet, Austin. Is where you can't play video games alone anymore, and so you have to turn to right. the Switch. Which the Switch is actually great. Like there's some really good games on there. Mario Strikers is great. It's a soccer game with a bunch of little Mario characters, but it's actually pretty badass. Mario Kart yeah. is great. It's nostalgic, but it's totally souped up. They just came out with the Golden Eye, which I haven't played yet on switch so like i can play goldeneye with updated gameplay with yeah. maybe better graphics like what would you what would you do to to revive an old classic did you ever play nfl street 2 hell yeah <laughs> yeah yes that yes. like where is where, what happened to those i don't know dude nba you know, street, we sold our, nfl street we sold our rights to flipping ea and ea is just like oh we're just gonna make yeah. one game and yeah. like come on ea yeah. uh-huh. what are we doing uh-huh. Where are the street games at? I want to run up the wall and get a game breaker, you know? Where's like, NFL Blitz? Yeah, NFL Blitz. Oh, yeah. Blitz was great. I remember I remember to this day. NFL Blitz, 2003. No question. <laughs> My brother's a big Turok guy. We've been talking about Turok a lot in here. I don't think Turok's had a reboot. 
Uh, but yeah, I'm all for like the old classics getting remade, dude. I, I think right. there's a whole generation of us that are still playing video games. And it, here's a crazy thing. My son is fucking good at video games. He's like seven years old. He's been good since like five and a half. I think this generation of video game players are going to be just like otherworldly. They just grow up with it, right? It's just embedded in them. The tech is right. Yeah. And so that's their childhood, you know, and that's that's what they're going to grow up into. So it's it's really good that they're going to be savvy, right? They're going to be able to get around the computer, get around an Xbox, know all these different lobbies, know what you know. They're going to yeah. be able to navigate, right? They'll be you know technically literate. So that's good. If you have a kid one day, will you be like, hey, there's a video game um, allotment of time in the evening. It's like thirty minutes. Or are you going to be like, yeah, play away if you're homework's done like it's gonna be it's one of these like screen it's a requirement people. you have to play a 30 it's, no it's like like, like, like no play. more than, play. no more yeah you're actually going to be doing a requirement <laughs> that's pretty funny. <laughs> right is, is there going to be a limit or do you see like positives of playing video games i definitely see the positives because i think it's kind of like going to public school yeah where you just you get acclimated to a lot of different cultures and opinions and uh -huh. different people um, you know, which can be negative, but also opens your eyes to, Hey, the world is not this, you know, lolly da, you yeah. know, fairy tale place. Yeah. Um, I can see but that. Then it's, also, it's competitive. It's safe as far as the environment. Yeah. Right. And so I think there's a lot more positives than negatives. The negative gets, if you're just playing too much, you know, now explain league of legends to me. Cause I know that's like your, your, your thing. Oh, that's my game. Explain, me and Megan so, don't like Megan for sure. Doesn't play video games. We used to play video games like crazy. Football, sports. Football, sports. But yeah, League of Legends, sell us on that game. Yeah, so we talked about communities and toxicity. Like that's, This is definitely one of those. Toxic. League of Legends is one that's, it's a 5v5, but you're, you're matched up with you know four other random people. And you have no idea who these people are, their skill level, things like that. And it's your five, it's your task to beat the other five. So, yeah. so you can see where there could be some frustration sometimes. Um, but it's a it's a really intricate game which you get like a character you have a role you basically play that role and you need to beat the other team back to their base and destroy mm -hmm. their base is how it goes and mm -hmm. so it's an amazing time I played it it's like the most popular game in the world if you're looking at the global scale mm -hmm. um, shout out to Riot Games but um, I've been playing that for like I don't know ten years yeah or something like that long time long time is it easy to pick up like if we tried to play it no okay no it's extremely hard probably There's too late in life for learning curve yeah okay we're good. We should uh, jump yeah, on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. yeah uh, I don't know. It's not like any shooter where you play Call of Duty so you can kind of understand, oh, you shoot. Like, it's all on computer, so it's all PC, mouse, and keyboard. Yeah, all that. I don't even know what they're doing in this fucking game that everybody – what's Fortnite? I don't even know what they're doing in that game. Like, I couldn't even tell you the plot of that game. I think that was the end of my gaming, man, where it was like Fortnite came in, and now they're building stuff. Like, it used to be like, oh, you got to get, like, tactically, like, positions, yes. you know, and that was it. Now you get, now you just build yourself a freaking house. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's the type of shit Kyle's into. I'm like, he's basically playing SimCity, but for grownups with, like, a little more action. Like, that's the kind Leroy of Leroy right. Jenkins. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you know, that could be you us. Got, you got anything uh, on video games before we move on to football? No, I want football, but I want to – it's uh, football adjacent. It's these L.A. Charger get-ups that are probably the best in the league. They're beautiful. What is your favorite combo? I think the NFL is introducing a second helmet here before long. But if it's the white helmet, what's your favorite jersey-pants combo? When you refer to get-up, get that's what you're referring to? Yeah, uh -huh. like the yep. fit, their fit. 
You guys got the like best a, fit. Is that a new lingo that I don't know about? No, it's just I mean, old it's like lingo old, that he's bringing old. back. He's just old. Oh, okay. We're I was old like, people. I've never heard it called the get up. Get up. <laughs> oh, he's here. All right, all right. Back east, down south. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Like, man, what's my favorite get up? Um, he's going to start using this shit. <laughs> man, I, I like the all navy. Ooh. We have all navy with like the yellow, the yellow outlines. That's pretty dope. Um, I mean, the all white is nice. All I like our powder beautiful. blues with the white pants. I hate our yellow pants. I think they're oh. disgusting. Wow. Um, and do you have any say in that? Does Brandon Staley ask y'all what to wear yeah, this week? Yeah, yeah, no, no, we ain't, no, no. <laughs> they're so, not, hey, what do you guys want to wear? Actually, I think they there is a say as far as the pants, though. Dude, Jeff Fisher uh, used to be like, what do y'all want to wear? Hmm. Yeah. No, I know we didn't win so much, and maybe that's why, <laughs> but... But we used to be like, nah, we're we're in all white this week. And then all the O-linemen would be mad because they look fat and all white. And all the D-linemen would be like, we look fast. You know, like, uh, uh, right, yeah, right, everybody right. has their preference. Brand, I, I mean, I feel like you can't go wrong with ours. You know? No, they're beautiful. The pants, they are beautiful. Like and that's, I mean, the, the elephant in the room is like, you know, what I heard, Austin Eckler seeking a trade. Or what? how would you put that language? Because, you know, when I read like, hey, Austin Eckler's been given permission to seek a trade, like, some of that, some of that language is so. It, it just sounds like it, if you don't know about you and your setup in LA, it sounds like oh, there's something wrong. Uh, right. How would you classify the situation you're in? Uh, I'm thinking about yeah. it because I'm looking at some of the teams on the list. And I'm like, these would be uniform downgrades. Like the some of the <laughs> some of the. the <laughs> that's how you. Look, that's how you look at it now. Hell oh, yeah, dude! I when I was when before. I was in free agency, there was no chance I was signing with the Bucks, bro. You expect me to go get buckets uh, in that uniform? And this is before they changed it. They had those like alarm digital numbers, alarm yeah. clock numbers on the back. I'm not right, fucking right. getting a three-point stance in that uniform. Right. So how would you classify your situation, man? Yeah, I think it's I think it's actually really important to kind of put out there that it's not like, oh, I hate the Chargers and I need to get out of this organization and and I need to leave. Like that's that's couldn't be further from the truth. Like I would like to stay if if it was under the right circumstances. Um, and obviously I have one more year on my contract there. So I'm contractually obligated to play for them for this upcoming year. Um, and so we're in a situation where it's like, look, we have no guarantees or anything like that this year. So kind of in a spot where, you know, I've been outplaying my contract and, you know, we might have an opportunity to go seek out other options, you know, um, that can, can bring me up if, cause you know, that was, it was put out there that the chargers kind of put a block on the talks of extension. And so I was like, okay, well, if, if, if you don't see me in your long-term future right now, then give us the opportunity to go talk, talk and see if someone else might. Um, so that's how I see it. It literally has no I, nothing to do with the the relationship. Like, like I've great made a great relationship there. Like grown there. That's where I was. That's where I started. Right. And so I want to be there, um, but on the right terms because I know. Look, I can't play forever. You know, I think I could play for a long time. Um, just the way I play and the way I treat myself and my mentality. You know, there's not a lot of five eight running backs doing what I'm doing, and there's a there's a reason behind that. Is it's more so mostly right here. Um, you know, you know, been you know able to you know skirt um, the injury bug. But for me, it's like okay, if there's an opportunity to get more value, then why would you not um, jump on that? Yeah. You know, like why would you not go go at least try out the options? Yeah. Um, in the worst case scenario, it's not even a worst case really, but okay, go play on the last year deal in L.A. Um, then become a free agent. What would a team, I mean, like, what would you be, is it just compensation or is it just like a mixture of all these factors? Yeah. You have to get permission. You have, you have to, to get, get permission. permission yeah. So like what, since you kind of have, like, what are you looking for besides, besides financials? Like, are you, is there a certain offense you like playing in? 
Like, what is it for you? Is it, is it, hey, the city? Is it it's just some mixture of all these factors? Um, shoot. I mean, for me, it's like, look, uh, I've been playing in LA six years. Um, if it was a different city, I, like, I wouldn't care. Like, I really don't care the city I play for. I know whatever team that I'm on, I'm going to bring value. You need me to catch the ball. You need me to run the ball. I'm obviously going to score you a bunch of touchdowns. Like that, that's not going to be the issue. So I'm, I'm pretty much a plug and play to, I feel like any type of organization. Um, and so there's no, right now I, I don't really have that, that freedom. I don't have that freedom to think of that yeah. because I'm so pigeonholed. Yeah. Um, and so I haven't really thought, cause I'm not a free agent. Yeah. I'm not a free, if I'm a free agent, then it's like, okay, like, let's look at, you know, let's look at the free agent survey that we made. Let's mm-hmm. look at, you know, all these other factors that play into it. But right now it's like, okay, who has a situation right now? Because they would have to trade picks for me and restructure. Mm-hmm. Um, who's willing to do that? Mm-hmm. Really? That That's the only thing I, I don't have an option. There's no other yeah. option. Yeah. And what's the timeline of that thing? Is it just like kind of, uh, all throughout the off season, or is there a time in your mind where it's like, hey, if something doesn't get done, I got to mentally move on, and, and so to speak, I got to stay where I am mentally. Because uh, I, I would imagine the the mental limbo of it is is tough. Even though you're like really smart and you're on it, it's I, it's I hate not knowing what's in front of me. You know, like I used to hate that as a player and the whole thing. But this is a time where yeah. you can do that. So how long does that stretch for you? I mean. There's no, there's no, I feel like there's no timeline on yeah. it. Like, yeah. look, man, like I'm, I'm so underpaid right now yeah. as far as my contract and what I contribute to the team. It's like, I am, I am relentlessly pursuing this. Like yeah. I, I want to get something long-term done. I want a team that wants me long-term. Yeah. Right. Cause look, I I'm at the peak of my game, right? Like yeah. I'm, I'm going to score you another 20 touchdowns. As long as I'm healthy, I'm going to score you 20 touchdowns. I'm going to have, you know, another 1,600 all-purpose yards. Yeah. Right? I'm getting half my value of what I could be getting. Yeah. Right? So it's like I am relentlessly pursuing someone who wants me for the long term. How, so how old are you? Like 27, 28? I'm 27 right now. Yeah. Yeah. So you got some good years ahead of you, especially the way you put it. Like you play the game differently. And I kind of wonder what you think about, you know, the value of running backs and the way that kind of bell cow concepts going away. And then also, like, the way they're franchising, it feels like everybody this offseason, uh, we had a few names. Uh, Barkley, a um, couple guys yeah, got man. franchised. Like, w- d- d- Brandon, or uh, not Josh Jacobs. Uh, I'm Josh thinking of Brandon Jacobs. Jacobs. That was a big-ass running back from my day. But, um, like, what, what, what's your mindset on that? And, like, how do you feel like that, that running back position is being undervalued if, if it is? Bro, it's, it's brutal out here, man. Yeah. Like, it's, it's terrible. Yeah. As far as the running back market and how we're getting treated right now. Yeah. Um, and look, I get it. Like, I, I 100% get it. Like, there is more risk within paying running backs. But when you have a running back that makes it through the season, is able to contribute, like, it's so much value to your team and gives you so much more depth to what you yeah. can do as an offense um, that, like, it's like there's more value than what I think has been given out to, um, you know, some of these guys you talk about get franchised. Um, and so... It's also been unfortunate because of some of the bigger injuries to some of these guys. And so I get it, you know, and I've been, I've been thinking about ways. I'm like, man, is it like a different, is it like, is it like, what is it like shorter contracts? Like, what do we got to do to get paid as running backs to our actual value and not just be getting like, you know, a few mil when we're out here, like I said, literally scored 20 touchdowns last year, 1600 all purpose yards, right? Like, and I can't get an extension. You're like, you don't want me here. Like, 
Like, wait a minute. I'm, am I missing something here? I'm, like, what am I missing? So it, it's confusing and frustrating at the same time. Well, it's uh, almost like you should be classified different. You. Yep. Like, than yeah. just a running back. You know what I mean? Because of everything yeah. you do in the past game. And obviously, like, when you talk about value of a team, red zone's so important. And anytime I'm watching the Chargers, I'm like, all right, get the ball to Austin. Like, we're down here on the goal line. Yeah. I feel good about our chances. Yeah. Yeah, the Royal exactly. Hour chances. <laughs> I'll say maybe I'm gambling. Yeah, you, you, think, you think a team would, um, you would think a team would value that, but yeah. you know, um, yeah. apparently we don't value it on the same levels from our perspective in theirs. So, well, what do you think what? about Kellen Moore? Because I mean, like, the, would that excite you if you stuck around? Yeah, man, I'm so excited to come back. Yeah, you know, like as far as playing the actual game, yeah. like. Like, I'm ready to go back. I'm ready to go. Yeah. Like I said, I'm ready to go score another 20 touchdowns for this organization, get us back to the playoffs because we got some unfinished business. Yeah. You saw what happened to us in Jacksonville. Like, and that's still yeah. – wherever I am, I'm bringing that same energy. Yeah. Like, the, these boys better be ready because I got, I got 27-0 on my mind and we lost that game. And we got to get back. Right? We got to get back because we have so much more, especially with the Chargers, so much more on the plate that we can go out there and do. We have so much more talent. We should have made a way deeper run. Right? Yeah. We had way too much – way too many inconsistencies. Right, way too many inconsistencies. Some of it came down to injuries, things like that. Some was, you know, just growth in some of our players. And so it's like, look, we got. I'm putting pressure. All pressure is on 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 everyone, whatever team I'm on. Yeah. You know, if it's a Chargers, so be it. I'm bringing that energy. And so, Kevin Kellen, I'm I'm excited. Right, this guy's a guy who's been there, done that, had a successful season. So hopefully he's going to bring some more consistency to us. Um, and nothing against Joe. Yeah, shoot, I scored 40 touchdowns under Joe. Right, we barely missed the playoffs the year before. Got back in this mm -hmm. year. Um, so. You know, I loved having Joe there. Um, and so now Kellen's going to come in. I'm excited again. And I don't think he's had a player quite like you. So that's, that's, um, that'd be a really fun marriage. That, that, that 27 nothing, you brought it up, not me. I mean, I was going to bring it up, but I know that I, I don't know that feeling. Like I've been on the other side of a big comeback, um, you know, 28 to three, um, you know, 27 nothing. That was a game I'm watching. And I'm thinking, hey, the Jags are dead. Um, when, when that final right. whistle, blue and you got to get on that plane ride we we often give out like a worst plane ride here um on our show like that had to be the worst plane ride of the year and i just for people that don't know what it's like sure. to get on a plane after a game like that like paint me a picture of how people are feeling i know it's terrible yeah, but yeah. color it in man after that game like i mean just even in the locker room just like in disbelief of like what just happened like you know the the wtf feeling that is it feels like there's a hole inside of you like, like there's something like something was just taken out and you can't you don't know what you need to fill it with. You just feel like you're just like like you're almost like want to throw up, but you you're not throwing up. But you're just like, oh, mm -hmm. like how? Like what? You know, and so that's as best as I can describe it. And just that basically was riding the entire like we just ended the season, too. Now, I, you know, I got to go dab my boys up about like, hey, good seat. Like, like, Exit meetings. Like, Matt, do it. It's. Yeah, it was it was tough. It was a tough scenario uh, where it's like, man, like I appreciate the work everyone put in, but it, like, it, you still feel like you it couldn't end like that. Yeah. Like, like what is that? That's why it's it's still burned. It's like it's like branded on me, you know, like that. It's branded into me. Like, oh, like oh, I can like we got to get back. And then, yeah, um, and then those damn Chiefs winning the Super Bowl. I know it was. I remember when yeah. Seattle won the Super Bowl in our division. I was like, I can't watch this shit. So, I mean, yeah. it's, it's tough, man. I'm hoping you guys get back next year because I love Herbo. I'd love to see you. I'd love to see you there. We love watching the Chargers, man. So um, hoping, it, man. hoping you get what you want and that you're back uh, with a lightning bolt on your helmet, man. So 
appreciate it brother. much respect dude I, we're gonna get on league of legends and kick your ass <laughs> <laughs> hey better yet get on get on my app experience okay get good. On that one. there we go there we go i appreciate <laughs> awesome. you man check out experience yep. and check out the great work that his foundation's doing as well thanks austin awesome. all right we'll see y'all appreciate you bro cash app the easy way to send spend save and invest with friends cash app helps you connect effortlessly with your finances and with your people and that's money I love going on a float with my buddies and we all share our cash tags and split the bill. That is what friends are for. Cash App provides us with an easy way to send and spend money, save and invest in stock and Bitcoin. Cash App, however, does not provide a dry pair of pants. You want to remember that when you get off the river. Try the number one finance app in the App Store. Whether sending, spending, saving, investing, splitting, tipping, donating, or gifting, that's money. And that's Cash App. Download Cash App from the App Store or Google Play Store today to create your own cash tag. Good news. The Thursday show we do with AMP will continue 4.30 every Thursday. The Greenlight team, Cowboy Reed, Fax, Kingston. Uh, I'll pop through there sometimes. On AMP, you can interact with us really easily. There's a call-in button. We invite call-ins all the time. You can talk directly to us, ask us questions, ask us our favorite music. We might even play some. There's also a live chat during the show. If you have a question about a topic we're talking about, fire it off in the chat. We'll answer. We're going to be uh, we're gonna be doing what we've been doing all fall. Uh, every Thursday at 4.30 on AMP. Uh, check us out. With Vroom, you can shop thousands of cars right from your phone and have your next ride delivered straight to you. I like to look at the listing on my couch. You know, it's peaceful. I can think. Nobody's trying to trying to get one over on me, you know? There's a lot of Tahoes out there. I want a Tahoe. You know, do I really need that package? Well, let me decide for myself, okay? With Vroom, I can do that. Vroom is the better way to buy your next ride. You never have to haggle or negotiate the price of a car, so you know you're getting a good deal. With thousands of cars available on Vroom.com, you can make sure you get the ride you really want so you don't have to settle. You have a full week or 250 miles, whichever comes first, to make sure your new ride is right for you. Plus, all cars on Vroom.com come with a 90-day limited warranty and one year of roadside assistance nationwide, giving you peace of mind while on the road. You can trade in your old car when you buy your new one, or you can even just sell your car to Vroom. When you sell your car on Vroom, you get a price instantly. You can buy a car from Vroom entirely online, so next time you need to buy a car, just grab your phone, go to Vroom.com, and check out thousands of cars. Guy's sharp, this Austin Eckler. You know, he's doing a lot. He's got a lot of irons in the fire. His game is versatile. He's he's smart about the way that he's talking about what he's done in 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 Los Angeles because mm-hmm. you know like I've been there where you feel undervalued you become your best advocate and when you put it in the terms that he put it and I, without even hearing these terms like he's a very valuable player um, and you know Los Angeles I think would would really miss not having him and obviously you understand why somebody might move on uh, you know the salary cap the value of the running back, perceived value of the running back, but I'd love to see them figure out a way to keep him in, in L.A. because he's so important to Justin Herbert, executives especially are, in that last offense. Yeah, <laughs> executives are so afraid to pay the running back right now just because they know the mob will come after them of, like, the bad decision the mob. Twitter mob, yeah. Yeah, but if there's anybody you're going to pay, like, 
That's the dude. Because he's caught so many balls and he's he's he does so many different things for an offense. It's not just a you know a running back. It's not like uh, you're paying Nick Chubb and Nick Chubb's a terrific player. I just that thought yeah. about that one is a guy that you know you think about as a between the tackles guy, uh, not an elite receiver. And unless I looked up Nick Chubb's numbers and I'm totally mistaken, but the point is fairly or unfairly that's that's you're comparing him to you know zeke yeah uh you know uh even even a really good running back's not giving you what he's he's given you and he's a really good running back and and he gives you receiver different type of player the good news for him is i think his earning potential will continue far beyond his playing years i could see him being an announcer something like that yeah guy's sharp like i said and uh and fun to talk to, so I, I think it'll be interesting to see what what ends up happening with him. His uh, the 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 teams that were discussed for Austin Eckler, I keep saying the Bills, Bills. would be would be awesome because you know the way they've struck out trying to find that pass catching running back. The other teams that were on that list refreshed my memory. I mean, um, so, a lot of people are saying the Bears, but I think that doesn't odd. it doesn't make sense because I don't know if their time to win is right now. The Bears let they let David Montgomery walk. Khalil Herbert's th- good, and Herbert's good, and I think uh, they brought in another guy who said he's going to try to take Herbert's position. I read a spicy quote about somebody in Chicago talking about, um, you know, I'm going to be the guy here. It was Foreman. Yeah. It was Foreman, the guy from Carolina who run, ran his ass off. Like yeah. next to the definition of running your ass off, like there's Foreman post. Uh, Post uh, Christian McCaffrey, I mean, they were like, "Who the fuck is this guy?" Oh yeah, you remember him, Tennessee, when they ran all over New England. But I thought an interesting note in the running back market was, you know, and uh, maybe you guys could explain this to me. I haven't investigated it, but you know, Jamal Williams heads down to New Orleans, and you know, you, you end up in Detroit with uh, David Montgomery, and uh, the money isn't that different. You know, like you could have had Jamal Williams for the money. I, I'm not some cap expert, so correct me if I'm wrong, but it is an interesting uh, development in Detroit. Yeah, Jamal that, Williams is a hell of a player. He's going to help a lot. That is kind of strange. Eckler would be the 13th highest paid running back this year. And the other team that contract. was speculated a lot was the uh, Dolphins. Ah, which that want, could be. I, I know want, you don't want I don't that, want but like Austin Eckler for the uh, Dolphins, that would oh, make a lot of be sense. Great. I mean, the Dolphins are are. They're all in right now. I've talked about how much I like the David Long signing on defense. Obviously, Jalen Ramsey, you're going to get the best out of him. Uh, you're buying him low, and you you didn't have to give up much. Uh, you know, they exported along. They imported along. They sent a tight end named Long to L.A. Uh, and a third-round pick for Jalen Ramsey. Uh, Vic Fangio is going to make them better defensively. But offensively, I'll be really interested to see what they do. Um, you know, if you look at that offense... You could bolster that offensive line a little bit. Um, and obviously, running back position, you've got Mostert under contract. You've got um, you know, Jeff, the, Wilson. The Jeff Wilson under contract. You could get better at tight end, not to be disrespectful. Uh, and then Gusecki walked, ended up New England, which I'm excited about. That. And a lot of people are like, he's a bargain. Then a lot of people are like, well, he's not a tight end. He's just a receiver. I think they're going to figure out a way to, to use him. Remember uh, that? Uh, remember that? Ryan. Hunter Henry, Jonu Smith offseason. <laughs> yeah, this is a different kind of tight end. This is not an inline tight end. Not that Hunter Henry is a total inline tight end. Jonu is like a, you know, a, a, a Y. When I saw it, I was like, damn. They're, they're, gonna be they're running back Gronk and Hernandez out there. Maybe 12 personnel city, but yeah. nah, it just didn't work out that way. The Dolphins, they got, they got. I don't know how we got on the Dolphins here. They got, they've, uh, 
They've been linked to Eckler, possibly. They have a two. They have a three. Like, what could you send over a two, a three? I think they have the three from Devontae Parker. They had to give the other three up. They don't have a one. They have a six and a seven. It kind of feels like they're lighting capital on fire a little bit, and they're playing with it. You know, like, they're they're not quite the Rams, but, you know, sending away that three, if they want to trade for Eckler, they're really all in. They're more dangerous. It's more dangerous for them than it was for the Rams because the Rams had a more proven quarterback. Yeah, and then you're going to have to pay two in a year. You know, there's just a lot like. But, and then on the flip side, if you're the Chargers, we have Austin Eckler, one of the best backs in the league, under contract. We don't need to do anything right now. Right, exactly. We, we hear See the player's happens. perspective. See what happens. Right. You might lose them, though. You might only have them for one more year then. Yep. Yeah, you could lose them. In the following but season, you're he's probably banking on him being 28, 29, 29. and that's like the ledge, and yeah. we'll see because, as we pointed out in the interview, Austin Eckler plays a little differently than like Adrian Peterson, so the 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 mileage is going to be a little bit different. So, talking about the NFL, just a couple things to keep in mind that have gone down. Laramie Tunsil deserves. I'm really happy for him, man, Love because it. I felt like shit about the gas mask thing. Like, um, you know, there are guys that. Get guaranteed contracts with uh, it's the dumbest thirty civil ever. cases on their heads. You know, like the why fact did that, that even drop slid, his stock? He, he's got well, a high tolerance. No, the gas mask of it all. I think not so much the weed, but maybe the gas mask. Had he been hitting a bong, you don't think it would have? It would. I think it's way different. Yeah. I do. <laughs> why is that though? Is, is, well, he's just a veteran of the stupid. veteran of the um, activity. I think if you yeah. go to gas mask. Yeah, I guess, but. <laughs> Like, in the fact it came out on the eve of the draft. I, I played with some just guys before the draft. that stayed high. Played with some guys like that. I know a couple of guys. And <laughs> and they were good productive players and they were and they were they were about their business. They were team leaders and that sort of thing. And I feel like the tide is turning now where since Laramie Tunsil, the NFL changed their threshold for, for the testing. It's like effectively you can be a stoner now and play in the NFL. You could be a stoner and play in the NFL before. But now it's like a lot more acceptable. And I think Laramie got really fucked on that, obviously. And to see him cash in, what's this, his third big deal now? And the fact, as uh, go look at what Mitchell Schwartz was talking about, but like this is a good way to do it because it's a shorter deal. You're going to get to that next deal quicker, uh, the perception of your age, the mileage on you, and you're going to make a lot of money. And you're not going to drive down the value for all the other free agents like Jordan Poyer. Who's an all-pro safety? He got paid less. So what's right. that do to the safety market? The other guys, and I'm not huge on this. Like, hey, get fucking pissed at guys if they take a haircut for a team, because you might want to win a Super Bowl. Yeah, but there is an element of that in free agency where people are looking at the other guys and they're like, hey, what's he signed for? Come on, you motherfucker. What? I too am happy for Laramie Tunsil. I'm just saying I understand the gas mask thing because, like, if you've never had sex before, it's not like, hey, let me let me, let me hit get, this gang bang. Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but it was obvious that the guys had sex before. Well, that and that was the problem, though. Like, yeah. this guy has had a lot of sex. Like, maybe we want to pump the brakes yeah. because he's out here wearing a right, gas a sex mask. addict. Right? Exactly. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. No, but the good point that Schwartz made was that the market gets reset so quickly now that if you sign like a four-year deal like Austin Eckler did, you could be in boom, year boom. three of that, yep. and all of a sudden you're you have a below-market contract, yep. which yep. teams, of course, would want. Yep. No question. So it's good for players what Laramie has done. It's good for Laramie he without is, an agent. He yeah, without an agent. And as I've said, and here's the thing: like I don't have a you know a horse in this race, whatever you want to say. Um. 
if you don't want an agent, like I'm not going to sit here and call you an idiot. I mean, there's some really bright guys, smarter than me, uh, for sure, that have represented themselves. Russell Okung, uh, you know, Richard Sherman, guys like that who are big proponents of not signing with an agent. Call me lazy or call me rich enough to eat the couple percentage points to just sleep good at night and have not have to do the schoolwork. Okay, like maybe I don't value money so much. But I, I, I do think that somebody like Laramie Tunsil is the poster child for doing it right without an agent. And I do think that before it's all said and done, Lamar might regret not having one. Um, so you see different Both outcomes. Both things can be true. Both things can be true. And you can have a shitty agent. Yeah. You know, so um, the other couple things going on, Odell Beckham Jr. And, you know, it's funny. We were seeing all this 20 million talk, and I was like, damn, I really don't know ball. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm giving him $20 million. I think he's great. I think he's a legend, man. Like, what he's done in this league, on the field, and as, like, a cultural icon, man, this guy is, like... He's a lot of kids are growing up and Odell Beckham Jr. is I don't know, he's he's a superstar. I mean, he's just it is what it is, but he's he's that and then some for some reason. He's so magnetic. I mean, the way he burst onto the scene in New York, big markets, big catches, like arguably stuff. one of the best catches in the NFL all time. Yeah. You know? No question. But twenty mil a year now at this point, when you run through the injuries over the last couple of years, I just didn't see it. And then you see that he's like realized kind of his value is more down to earth. Uh, he was like four million is not enough. <laughs> yeah, I like the. All way. I'm saying is four ain't enough. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> yep. I, I continue to really like this guy. Yep. New York, the Jets reunion. Jets. No Giants. Ah, you the Giants fan? You're not. You're not clamoring for that reunion. I don't think so. I'd be a nice little group of close to thirty year old stars. I see thirty. He's got to be thirty. He is thirty. Yeah. Waller's 30. getting up there. Why, you don't like Rodgers to Beckham? Sure, yeah, 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 yeah. I like that too. But I don't want to insinuate that Rodgers has a wish list because <laughs> I hate to be part of the, the fake mm, news media. Right. You know? Right. What about pairing him with uh, Justin Jefferson? Sure. Now that Adam Thielen's down in Carolina. Does he want to catch balls from Kirk Cousins for a year before Kirk gets traded? Mm. To Houston, possibly, or somewhere like that? Uh yeah, I don't know, man. If the Giants have to figure out what they're going to do at wide receiver, I mean, the draft is deep. You got to really hit on some of these guys. Hey, got the tight end. You do have the tight end, right? Darren Waller, um, Raider. Darren, Darren Waller, Giant, Giant. There's um, a way for the Chiefs to get him. He's been linked to the Chiefs, also the Patriots. Yeah, see him up there hanging out with Bill Belichick. Well, you can't link him to to the the, the Cowboys anymore because Brandon Cooks, uh, you know, yep. got that money uh, and. Cooks has escaped from Houston. Uh, good for him. Now he's in Dallas. Careful what you wish for, man. Careful what you wish for. You know, when you lose in Houston, nobody fucking notices. When you lose in Dallas, you drop a ball in Dallas, yeah. like it's a big deal. But he's been good wherever he's gone. Which has been quite a few places. He's been six places, I think, now. Yeah, 29 years old. Which is wild, because he's not supposedly a problematic cat. You know, he just, you know, I think... Um, I don't know what I don't know what to think. Been traded the most in the NFL all time, tied with Eric Eric Dickerson. Interesting. You can break that times. record. So yeah, there's still time. Um, last thing, well, not last thing. Real quick, uh, moving to the NFCs, the the commies are getting sold. Okay, because you saw this stuff this week. I'm sure you've heard by now as you're listening, but uh, they're they're from what it sounds like. 
a lot of their contracts, um, the signing bonuses are, are designated for like a little bit later, which usually mm-hmm. they're immediate. They trigger quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, so Brian Winhorse.gif, uh, what's going on here? I think people have been able to put two and two together on that. Like there might be a changing of the guard there. Staying in NFC East, what do you think of the two departures that the Eagles experienced? You got Gardner Johnson going to Detroit and Sayamalu going to Pittsburgh? You know, first off, Isaac Sayamalu, I'm really excited about Pittsburgh because there's a couple guys on that team I really like pulling for. Most importantly for Eagles fans, the Birds can count on seeing Cam Jurgens play this year. Jason Kelsey is a good problem to have. You drafted this center and you've got this Hall of Fame center who just wants to keep playing, keep taking shots at tequila with Howie Roseman. Um, I mean, he's just going to be such a superstar. He already is, but like when he retires, this podcast can get another <laughs> year run of him and his brother at the top of their games. Uh, and it's it's terrific. So I just, I'm excited to see Jason back. This means Cam Jurgens is going to get an opportunity to play probably right guard for them. And... I'm really happy for Isaac. And there was another guy in Pittsburgh that I liked. Alandon so Roberts? Patrick Alandon Roberts. Alandon Roberts. Mm. Love Alandon Roberts. So I'll tell you a story about Alandon Roberts giving me a concussion mm. in practice in a walkthrough. <laughs> oh, no. The guy's head is made of concrete. I think there's a cinder block in there. I mean, he was just fitting me up in a walkthrough, and I go, damn ER, dude. With aptly initialed ER. Um, <laughs> I didn't tell Matt Patricia. Because you know he would have been by the book. He's a rocket right. science. He would have got me off the field. All right, Houston Cougar, that Alandon Roberts. Love Alandon Roberts. Just such a great teammate. He's going to be awesome in Pittsburgh. Um, and then oh. the other thing with you got some breaking news. I do have some breaking news. Uh, Roger Goodell and NFL owners are expected to finalize a multi-year contract extension for the commissioner. Mm. Oh well, body freaking da. <laughs> I got to no I, like. I, Listen, it's easy to be anti-Roger. Roger works for the owners. Yep. Yeah. It's that simple. Yep. You know, I, I, every time I've been around Roger, I'm like, I'd like to drink a beer with this guy. Mm-hmm. But I'm afraid he works for the owners. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and we have a fine relationship. So, I mean, listen, it could be a lot worse than Roger Goodell. But um, the, the Philly news, uh, C.J. Gardner-Johnson is headed to Detroit. And this was a guy I thought they were – we went through a couple phases here this offseason, like, hey, one of Slay and Bradbury got to go. Then when it was, looked like they were going to pay Bradbury and Slay was on the outs, like we actually recorded a, like a, yep. an RIP, like a postmortem uh, for Slay and Philly. Then find out like an hour later, he's not, he's not leaving. You know, he's not leaving. There's a wolf of Wall I'm not Street, fucking leaving. Motherfucker. And same thing happened with Fletcher Cox last year. So I need to learn my lesson about eulogizing cats when they, when they yeah. might still resign. But... You thought for a hiccup there that they were clearing all that money for C.J. Gardner-Johnson. They also have to pay their quarterback, and you knew that somebody was going to be a casualty of that, and it ends up being the really talented young safety uh, who came from New Orleans just a year ago. It was a year rental, and they got a lot out of him. He was so damn good, and he was so damn good that he probably asked for a fuck ton of money. Uh, and the Eagles, and I think credit Howie Roseman on this one, and the Eagles is like, we can't chase every player. You know, I think they offered him. I think it was probably a, a nice deal. I don't know details, uh, but I was assuming it's, it, it was probably more money than what he's getting on a one-year deal in Detroit, which is kind of an awkward situation to be in the, the level of play for this guy, and you're on kind of a prove-it deal in Detroit for $9 million. Um, meanwhile, that defense is beefing up. 
There's a lot of young studs or soon-to-be studs on that defense now. Can they make it all work? They're kind of loading up. They've been active this offseason. It's good to see the Lions trying to win, uh, as you knew they would. But, the, yeah, so I think the biggest thing is, like, Jurgens could is – you're going to see more Jurgens. You're going to see more Nicobe Dean. So the guys that you wanted to see play, you're going you're gonna to get to see them play. And then in this situation, you got to address the safety position. Uh, and, and, you know, it's interesting because the corner position is deeper. I know Desai likes big physical corners. Um, I thought maybe you could go about this a different way, but obviously something didn't add up for Philly. I thought out of those three players, C.J. Gardner-Johnson might be the best at this point in his career, but they let the best player walk, um, and they keep two really good corners. And when now when you stack that up against, I mean, you could do it last year, but there's a number of really good corner duos in the NFL now, and they're right in the, that top five. Um, and you get that again. So interesting in Philly, the decisions that they're making. Slay and Bradbury. Yeah, run it back. What a time to be alive, guys. You know, March is one of my favorite months to enjoy an ice cold Miller light, whether I'm watching college hoops with my buddies or I'm heading outside because the weather's starting to improve, maybe going for a hike. Uh, there's nothing that can beat an ice cold Miller light. Miller light has an incredibly dependable flavor. It's a light beer for people who love beer, whether it's celebrating a game winner or you know commiserating your bracket getting busted or it's uh, having a cold one on the trail. Miller Lite makes conversation with friends easy and fun. Since 1975, Miller Lite has been the beer you can depend on. No games, no gimmicks. Malted barley gives the rich, balanced, toffee note flavors and golden color you know and love. It's the original light beer and still the best one. Today is the perfect time for friends, family, and a great tasting light beer. Nothing beats the refreshing, clean finish. Tastes like Miller time. Miller Lite, great taste, 96 calories. Go to MillerLite.com slash Greenlight to find delivery options near you. Or you can pick up some Miller Lite pretty much anywhere they sell beer. It's Miller time. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories and 3.2 carbs for 12 ounces. If you're in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, or right here in Virginia, and you haven't tried the WinBet app yet, I have great news for you. Sign up today to receive special offers and take advantage of great promos for the big game and the upcoming college basketball tournament. Don't miss out on the fun. Download the WinBet app today. Terms and conditions apply. Must be 21 or older and present in a state where WinBet is available. Gambling problem? In Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. In Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, and Virginia, call 1-800-GAMBLER. And in Michigan, 1-800-270-7117. Tennessee, y'all too. 1-800-889-9789. A quick housekeeping segment. And first, Chris, I think you need to tell Macon about uh, Waylon's new favorite NFL side team. Oh, my God, dude. <laughs> I haven't told you about this? No. Fucking kid. So, you know, he's an Eagles fan, yeah. right? Cause How old are we now? We're seven. Yeah. So, took him up to the link. He's an Eagles fan. Like, he loves Philly. But he also loves the state of Florida because he's been down there a bunch on, like, spring break and that sort of thing. And he's got a, a side team now. Uh, and that side team is the Miami Dolphins. Mm. And my wife is not being very helpful or supportive because she's promised that she's going to bring him down to see Aunt Coco. You know Aunt Coco. 
Yeah. Um, I do. And they're going to go to a Dolphins game, and his babysitter bought him Dolphins sweatpants, and he's got a Dolphins t-shirt now. And so I talked to Rosillo about it. I did a life advise with him. And uh, I said, what do I do? And he's like, hey, just bring up the cheating. Bring up the tampering. Like, kids don't like cheating. And I'm like, I already thought about that. Also thought about bringing up the fact that dolphins, the animals rape, and stuff like that. Uh-huh. I made a pass at convincing Waylon that they're cheaters this weekend. And he was totally unfazed. Oof. As he put on his sweatpants, uh, I reminded him of the fact that they were docked uh, a first-round pick for tampering. Uh, and he said, I don't care. <laughs> wow. <laughs> So he's not wearing the double, is he? Is he doing the t-shirt with the sweatpants? Yes, oh, yes, dude, it's not good. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to get him down to a Jags game okay. like ASAP. Like first weekend of the season, I don't think we're going to do a show because I'm going to be here or I'm going to be in Jacksonville with Waylon. Yeah. You can't let him to those Dolphins games or he'll be vaping pretty soon. Why? What are they doing? They're vaping? Their, their coach is vaping on the sideline. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> is he two and on? I hope not. I hope not. That would be inconvenient. So. I'll, I'll say something to him. One of um, corporate Scott's family members was listening to the Ryan Rosillo pod, mm. and this is good. <laughs> she said that Ryan Rosillo sounds like uh, the dog from Family Guy. That's his <laughs> Bri- voice, Brian. Brian. Yeah. I mean, if you if you listen to Brian and you listen to Ryan and Brian, they sound the same. I had noticed that. I guess that's right. You're it's, not going to be oh, able to unhear it now. It helps be able to look at Brian while I think about this. Has yeah. anybody ever seen them in the same room? No. No. He could use a dog, though. Man's best friend. He's in a situation where he could use a man's best friend. How often does he travel? Not too much. Also, happy birthday to Bruce Willis. Happy birthday, Bruce. Yeah, yeah. that video was awesome. Yeah, you see that? dude. Bruce Willis is one of those guys that, like, you know, when you're, when you're growing up and you've got your action heroes, you get your people you look up to when you're a kid, and, like, seeing him age and seeing him, obviously, go through the health troubles that he's having now, it's pretty fucking sobering. Like when Arnold Schwarzenegger dies, I don't know what I'm going to do. Speaking of that, I bought a book called How Not to Die. Book 700 pages. Mm. Seems complicated. Well, if you keep reading it, you're still with us. Um, Does it double as a how to live? No, it's just all about your diet. It's about your diet. You know, I'm making some health style or lifestyle, health style changes, what I call it. Health style, nice. Can I talk to you about uh, Kingston for a second? Sure, real quick. So Kingston shared that he wants to lose seven to nine. I told him to walk 10,000 steps a day, and that's not 7,000 one day. I'll get you with 13 the next. Nine, 10,000 steps a day. He's got to cut out the soda. I I can only have you drinking water and and coffee or tea. Uh Stop eating at 8 p.m. No desserts. No junk food. Other than that, do no whatever cocaine. you want. Uh, that would help. Every time they say best coke ever, but the guy out of the commercial. I don't. <laughs> hey, I don't want to. I don't want to hippa his ass or anything. But he's drinking a couple beers a day yeah. oh, and like boy. a couple sodas a day. Jesus. That's where it. That's where it is right yeah, there. That's, that's all. It's that's a hundred percent. Cut those Fixable. down and, and 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 take some steps. Yeah, I don't have to be Sanjay Gupta to tell you that. <laughs> yeah, you know I couldn't help. Last night, noticing, you know, they got a 60 minutes on nuclear war. Mm -hmm. I heard it in the other room. You know, the the game turned off. I had the multiple TVs on and I could hear 60 minutes and they're talking about nuclear war. And, you know, I couldn't help notice that during the games, there's also all these commercials that they're slipping in there. Like, we need people to build submarines. Did you Uh catch those commercials? Yeah, I actually watched that 60 minutes program. And what did it say? It, It felt like some propaganda. Really? Yeah. Like getting ready for war? Yeah, like our Navy's really awesome and uh, 
look at these cool ships that we have. Yeah, okay, so here, State media. So 60, 60 minutes is overcompensating. We've got commercials for building um, submarines. I feel like some shit's going to go down here soon. That's why Jonathan Majors is in the uh, Army commercials. We're, we're pulling out it's all like, the stops. we are cool. Jonathan Majors, did he serve? I have no idea. Okay, but he looks like he could have served. Yeah. This guy's fucking huge. But also, he's walking through all these battles. He also has the name for it. All, Last you know, name. All the Major ra- Majors. The racist World War One Army guys would have been like, what the fuck are you doing here? Yeah, and Jonathan Major's dad was uh, in the Air Force, and he grew up on a military base. Yeah, so he's got a military background. But it's all, everything is trending to, like, stock up on canned goods. <laughs> right? Way and, out of you. Know, you don't think that way, but. No, well, I have kidney beans and black beans most nights. Okay, good. Well, What's episode up, three of The Last of Us taught us that. Yeah. Anyways, that's all my housekeeping. Oh, one more thing. I want to apologize to Jack Brown's uh, Great Burger. Uh, I when I when I give out best burger in Charlottesville awards, I go you know daytime dinner time is going to be mm-hmm. Riverside, and then um, you know late night is going to be Jack Brown's, and Friday night St. Patty's Day I was a little bit overserved. I went into Jack mm-hmm. Brown's, I had a burger, ordered at the bar, went and sat at my table, hit my pen furiously, mm-hmm. uh, and then left at about midnight, and uh, I got a DM the next day that I had didn't pay for my burger. <laughs> Um, so I apologize to Jack Browns. Uh, I offered to pay. I said, do you have Venmo? They said, oh, no, man, we just wanted to see if you would respond. <laughs> Was the title of the DM white privilege? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> um, but I, I apologize to Jack Browns, and this is free advertisement. Until I get in there next time and pay double for a single burger, um, let this be a little bit of, you know, payback. You know what we can call you? What? The Hamburglar. Yep. <laughs> that's good college basketball the first thing we're going to talk about is virginia so did you watch a lot of the tournament after virginia lost to Furman? no so that sucks because now i've got to carry this basketball podcast true okay but i can talk to you about virginia okay okay so um first of all and sincerely credit to Furman who had some capital D dudes like possibly more so even than Virginia which is a problem if you're a Virginia and a perennial power but the Virginia system I took some notes the Virginia system what it does is it maximizes certain kinds of talent and minimizes variance are you with me yeah that pays off handsomely over the course of a 30-game regular season. Virginia has won more games than any other Power 5 team. Go back 5, 10 years, it's, it's Virginia. Banks on being the more disciplined team, turn it over less, win close games, all good. But the minimizing variance piece, the emphasis on system and consistency, highs not too high, lows not too low, leaves one unusually vulnerable in a tournament where pressure is maxed out mm-hmm. and individual skill and fearlessness often win the day. Yeah. And as a Virginia fan, I'm okay with the postseason results not matching the regular season. Would I be saying that without 2019? No. Probably not. But the alternative for me is much worse when you're throwing in the 500 years and, and missing the tournament. Been there. Been there. Don't like it. Yeah. Would rather be the top four or five seed um, in a one seed often over the last few years and, and struggling a bit um, than, than missing altogether. It's, um, 
it's interesting. Like number 11, Isaac McNeely, a former polka dot, he ripped two threes in a row and we're like, all right, back in it. Yep. But then when he pulls up for the third as a Virginia fan, you're like, oh, hold on a minute there, hold player. On a minute, player. And yet, it, you know, it didn't go in. But whereas some of these other schools and kids – you can you can go five or six in a couple of minutes. Those a couple threes. That's twelve points right there. Swing a ball game. That's not Virginia hoops. And I know it's painful for Virginia fans. We're an easy target, and there've been three first round exits in the People last hate five us. years. Oh yeah. Um, Style of play definitely has something to do with that, but also I think just our brand. It's just the brand, but it's not. I wouldn't say it's boring. It's really efficient basketball. But it is slower. But you got to be a real basketball fan to enjoy it. That's for sure. Yeah, and even some of those people don't enjoy it. And the 2019 team had uh, two plus pros: Ty Guys Jerome, Dre Hunter. Shots. Yeah, Kyle Guy. So, but that, look, I didn't watch a whole lot after that because it is really painful, and that's why people make fun of me and that's fine easy target you know mm-hmm. i switched to lacrosse you guys made fun of me mm-hmm. i was on to the next virginia sport congrats to yeah guy was at an olympic sport um game within two hours yeah of um, Furman. he just totally switched gears some of y'all love jesus yeah. and shit right mm-hmm. virginia sports is my religion okay so it yeah. hurts real bad when when i can't root on the on the on the squad so um with that said that doesn't diminish the tournament at all for me. It enhances it because it's the greatest sporting event in the world because uh, a scrappy upstart Paladin team can have a good couple of minutes and win a game. It's, go ahead, Matt. Yeah, aren't you burying the lead here? Like, What's that? All-time choke job, Kihei Clark. I yeah, mean, a, he's our hollow man. Kihei Clark, who had a magical career at Virginia, he was kind of, um, he's like our Drew Timmy. It's like every year you're like, mm-hmm. he's still in the tournament. Right. Um, and he's made now the greatest pass in, in Virginia history against Purdue in, in the middle of our championship run. Right. And then the worst pass in Virginia history. I mean, By a lot. the guy's 5'5". Five, five. Hit that guy in stride. Yeah. <laughs> the guy's 5'5". Five, five. Can't see. He's got timeouts because we call a timeout after the three-pointer that puts yeah. him up. Uh, I'm got sure McNeely Tony told open. them, hey, if you get trapped in the corner, just call the fucking timeout. Tony could call a timeout himself there. And as the All guy right. from Furman okay. put it, um, he just threw the freaking ball. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Which we need that. We need that. Um, we need that that audio for any time somebody throws a terrible interception. <laughs> yeah. This is a football show. Um, that was that was awful. And the, the the you know travesty of it is this guy, and this is. Like, listen, now these guys are getting paid a little bit. Mm-hmm. So, you know, as UMBC's Twitter account pointed out, and as I was making fun of Purdue, I kind of like stopped because UMBC talked to me like the adult in the room was like, these are kids. Yeah. Focus on the winner, the whole thing. Um, Zach Eady's like 34 years old. Yeah, he yeah. looks it. Um, so, you know, you feel bad for these guys because they are kids and, and you know, like in front of the world, you make your biggest mistake and it's the last play you'll ever make for Virginia. Yeah. There's no going back. And I, I feel terrible for Kihei Clark, but he is the, the recipient of the hollow man award for the weekend. Yeah. People have been talking about what he could have done uh, using the timeout being a lot the most of popular. Options. Yeah. Um, Virginia has the auto pass back to the inbounder, which was probably just the wrong move. Beekman could have taken it up the court. The, my favorite alternative for Kihei in that situation, 
lay it in on your own hoop. <laughs> you got about eight seconds to go in a tie game with okay. the ball. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, or throw the ball off somebody's knee or anything any other number than of, of, you know. Because once that guy caught it, you knew it was going in. Yeah. So, well, once he caught it, even though he was like 0 of 10 and 3 of, oh, it was, of 10 the last two games from three, you just knew it was going mm-hmm. in. And especially we were watching Maryland and West Virginia. Uh, West Virginia's heave to win the game or tie the game, I couldn't remember, was so far off. I was like, okay. <laughs> the laws of averages, like here comes a big shot on the other TV, and, and lo and behold. Well, in Virginia, with two seconds to go, I think they went, I think Reese went back Close. toward rim. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, awful. We're getting used to this. I mean, this is kind of who we are. Uh, as a, as a you know like our Olympic sports they're clutch but mm-hmm. our our big four or our big two not so much football Painful. like if you you watch Virginia football you get used to losing in spectacular ways uh, if you watch Virginia basketball now we do have a natty uh, this is becoming pretty normal and I am fat and happy still off the national championship like. I felt bad for an hour, but then I kept watching mm-hmm. the tournament. And at least we're not the only team to have lost to a 16 seed it. now. And I want to yeah. and I want to blow the Hunger Games whistle for Purdue um, as well. Uh, and listen, we're totally off the hook now because Purdue. If you look at our resumes over mm-hmm. the past five years or whatever it is, UVA's lost to two 13s in Ohio and Furman. We lost to a 16 in UMBC. We were the first to do that, but we also won a national championship the next year and beat Purdue along the way. Purdue has lost to a 16, a 13, and a 14. We're off the schneid. As much as you know, Pat Forty wants to write uh, mean articles about Tony Bennett, mm-hmm. and uh, people want to want to dump on us because of our style of play. Purdue is legitimately worse against the expectation in the tournament. They should write about Gary Painter, who who was very classy after the game. Is that a joke on purpose? <laughs> it is a joke on purpose. Who's Gary? I think Painter? his real name is well, Matt I called Painter. him Gary Painter. <laughs> oh, in the I was so excited. <laughs> That I just, Gary Painter, he just, I don't know, Gary. He looks like a Gary. He looks like Gary. Gary, Indiana. But Matt Painter was really classy after the game. You know, in in a way that Tony Bennett, Tony Bennett was really classy after we lost to UMBC. Tony Bennett was uh, way better, I thought. And my daughters have orange and blue glasses. Yeah. I think it's your orange and blue glasses. I think they're both great. I mean, anytime you lose to a 16 seed and they're both great coaches, you know, you want to stand up there and answer questions and stand tall and give the other team credit. Both coaches did that. Tony Bennett almost had this like, hey, I'm drugged, and I'm going to be really positive approach to it. Painter was obviously dejected, but stood up there and answered all the questions. When it was done, he said, anybody anybody else got a question? Anybody else got a question? So um, I thought he handled himself with class. Purdue, man, I was listening. I think I was listening to Tyler Hansborough talk about this. Um, You know, the Big Ten – there's not a lot of variability in the in the teams you see and like the defenses and that sort of thing. And then they they got all that pressure, albeit against the smallest team in the country. Fucking Edie was like Hodor in Game of Thrones. <laughs> well, uh, do you know the question about you know it's a fight, a thousand rats or one? Yeah, bear it's or a, something? It's literally the, the wave of won. the wave of fourth graders. Question yeah. was like playing fairly or Farley Dickinson. Fairly. Guys on the set were calling him Farley Dickinson. Fairly, fairly, okay. fairly. The, yeah, pressure the guards and then front Edie. That was a game plan, and it worked. It did work. And uh, so we're blowing the Hunger Games whistle for Purdue as well. A lot of class from both coaches. 
if I'm being honest, Painter and and, um, and the, Tony Bennett. The Bennett interview you're thinking of was is like the the right outside the locker room. Hey, can we get you? And he says yes, which is very nice. Like the losing Super Bowl coach. Yeah. He also did a post game presser. All of it I, I think thought it was, was good. Post game presser too. It's all like you know, man in the arena stuff. Yes. Every outcome's on the table, and now we got to face this. No question. And this is of course the 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 sporting event where you're most likely to get embarrassed. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's just, it's madness. And, um, you know, like the first day Waylon's watching a guy fall on the, the, the ground going after a loose ball. And he's like, this is madness, dad. <laughs> like, I'm like, wait till you see the 16 one. Um, this is like, I don't know, some revolution. This is like a Cuban revolution or some, some revolution where the bourgeoisie, mm-hmm. the bourgeoisie gets wiped out. All the blue bloods are gone. Yeah. Duke, Kentucky, Carolina, Carolina, Kansas. Is, is this the wildest tourney in recent memory? Like through the first two rounds? Could it be the earliest two ones are gone? I don't know. Uh, it, it's the wildest I can remember. The compounding uh, effect of that is that the two ones that are remaining are not, they're not blue bloods. I mean, you don't look at Houston or Bama as blue bloods and obviously Bama Things are a little bit more wide open for them uh, because uh, here's why. You know, the three teams that beat Bama are still in the tournament, so you know a quarter of the teams still in the field for them or so are teams that have beaten them. That's UConn. Um, who else? Arkansas, beat them? maybe. No, it was Tennessee, mm-hmm. UConn, and Gonzaga. Okay. So those three teams have beaten uh, Bama, and obviously with the legal troubles that they're going through, I mean, you got to figure. You know they're not at a hundred percent. I know Miller was hurt, yeah, and he's he's, he's, he's had playing. a slow start to the tournament. Yeah, yeah really slow start. And then, you know, didn't shoot the ball great the second game, but they just pulled away from Maryland the second half. I mean, their pace is fucking crazy, and their defense too. Like, how many teams play with that pace and are that efficient defensively? None. After seeing everybody, they're the clear favorite. I would yeah, say. they're they're probably the favorite, and Houston's got injuries as well. Um, but it's a lot of fun. It's wide open. You know, CNN said this weekend that uh, the NCAA tournament costs, um, you know, American 17. companies $17.9 billion. billion. Like to that, I say, shut up, nerds. Yeah. <laughs> get over it. Like, fuck, get over it. It's uh, not even enough. Last week should be like all holidays. You got Pi Day 314. You've got Ides of March 315. You've yeah. got Stone Cold Day 316. Pretty underrated. St. Patrick's Day 317. Just make it a week. What a run. Yeah. You, the got, old, you get the first two days. The old Ides of March holiday. <laughs> and, Celebrated for centuries. And, and I can see, and honestly, there there were some people that owed me some things. So it was nice to clear the air on that. Jeff Schwartz, you still owe me $500. Um, but. The sec, the third day of the tournament, it just that Saturday where it just sinks in, mm-hmm. and I love the first two days, but the second two days is probably my favorite. Best. I mean, Sweet Sixteen is great, but I love the second two days because there's such a high volume of games, and like Texas, Penn State in the Midwest, that game just I was like, okay, the tournament's begun. Like the atmosphere in some of these uh, these round of thirty two games. Um, I, I just I had a blast this weekend, and the beats were the beats were bad. The t- did you see the TCU? Yeah. yeah, you had. Did you have Gonzaga? No, I had TCU beating Gonzaga, beating them. Yeah. So you didn't you didn't take the points? 
No, sir. Uh, well, uh, I, I, this is, I'm talking about half. the bracket. As you yeah. know, I'm retired okay, from okay. gambling. Yeah, that's right. But yeah, TCU up five uh, at halftime. Yep. And then Gonzaga gets up a healthy margin. They're yep. up, what, seven, eight, nine with a couple minutes to go. Yep. And then TCU starts to make a couple Four shots. Four and a half's the line. There's 0.7 seconds to go. 84-78, Gonzaga. I didn't realize they, it was... They it roll was the ball down. The, look, they roll the ball down the court. Amazing. And Buddy just picks it up and sinks the three uh, for the cover. Uh, and I think he actually raises his hands after he hits his three. I look. think that's as in, like, where was that earlier? No, look, he... Yeah, maybe where was that earlier? Or if you guys bet Bang, us, cover. you're welcome. <laughs> yeah, um, back door. Another one with Dave Portnoy uh, had, had posted about this, but... NIT game for you real degenerates that mm -hmm. are betting the NIT. Uh, Eastern Washington was uh, 11 and a half point dogs uh, and they were down 71-57. So they come down the court and Oklahoma, they're playing Oklahoma State. They're in Stillwater. Guy <laughs> thinks for a second, takes the three. They cut away. Obviously, if the three goes down, you've got your cover. And oh, and the score bug is like <laughs> the, five seconds late. The score bug is five seconds late because I guess they're they're watching the feed as well. But uh, that had to be an all-time cover for four seconds. You had no idea. And oh, in those situations, oh. you almost <laughs> you almost bank on the guy just letting it dribble out. But what a fucking cover or what a bad beat wow. if you were on uh, Oklahoma State there. Uh, Eastern Washington catching 11 and a half there at the buzzer. So gambling was good. Uh, well, it wasn't good. <laughs> By good, do you mean bad? Well, I, I've started to feel like, and I know you're out here, but I won so much money this fall playing, you know, gambling football that I realized to feel alive, I have to be down. <laughs> and uh, Furman helped with that. Yep. So did Furman the next day. Yep. Um, and, and then Michigan State got me back in it. I put all the chips on the table uh, on Sparty. Uh, and I ended up down pretty bad on the weekend, but it could have been a lot worse. I know I gave you some uneven advice. Did you listen? Uneven. Did you listen to the Houston money line down 10 at halftime? No. I, okay. I, I was licking my okay. wounds from... All right. But, um, yeah, so... Talking about the regions, obviously in the South you got Bama and San Diego State, which is going to be a really fun game. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like San Diego State, from what you read about these guys, and I've watched them two games now. Uh, top five in defensive efficiency, top twenty in holding offenses to a slower pace. I mean, I think I think they're, they're like seventeenth in the country when it comes to that. So like eleventh best team in the country according to Torvik, fourteenth Ken Palm. And what is Torvik? It's just another Ken Palm. Another Ken Palm. So, do you feel like they're big enough and physical enough, uh, and can set the pace enough? I don't know what the line is in that game to keep uh, this thing close. Answers no for yeah. me. I, I don't think they're consistent enough, and they didn't. They they showed that all year. The, the inconsistencies. Um, you know, Charleston gave them a good game. They they jumped on Furman. Nah, I think I think Bama controls the tempo and runs away from them. I don't think they can make enough shots. Furman was throwing the game, dude. It was like they didn't know the line was like six. They thought it was like eighteen. Yeah, and they I, they were headache smithing out there. And and um, Bama is favored by eight. Bama, that sounds about right, doesn't it? And um, probably one I won't touch. The other one, uh, oh, and and since we're doing Miller Light mentions, mm -hmm. I was gonna give them best ride home because it's like fifty miles from Birmingham to Tuscaloosa. Uh, but they probably have a police escort 
And that probably doesn't feel great right now for everybody on the bus. Yeah, that's a good point. They have you know? that extra security, they do. Yeah, like, are they here to keep me safe or are we gonna be turning off here at some point? <laughs> like the blue lights, the whole thing, I don't know. Um, Creighton and, and Princeton, this is, this is gonna be a fun, a fun ball game. This is not like your daddy's Princeton, you know? Is it not? It's not. They don't run. They don't run all the stuff they used to run. They don't. It's not all backdoor cuts and yeah. motion offense. Like they are led by the former player who looks like a youth pastor. Isn't that great? A choir leader. <laughs> yeah. Dude, his his hair is always fucked up. Oh, like but cool. But fucked he's up. cool. Like you can tell he's cool. You can tell he's a, smart enough to coach at Princeton. He went to Princeton, but he's cool enough to coach basketball. And you know it was cool seeing the picture of him jumping up in the air. You know. 30 years apart or whatever Pete it Carrill. is. Yeah. Yep. Shout um, out. And I can remember that game. Yeah. They are 10 point dogs against Creighton though. So 10 point dogs. That, that makes me nervous. Cause I think everybody's going to bet Princeton. I don't, the Ivy was weaker than usual this year. And I don't know that Princeton should have won it. I, I think two great games credit to them, but I, uh, I think Creighton's going to be too much there. Creighton, not, not, not a great bench team. What do you mean by that? They don't, they're not deep. Oh, okay. Yeah, they're not deep. So. I thought you meant like the vibes on their bench. No, the, <laughs> Creighton, uh, vibes are great for Creighton. Also in the running for a Bevel Conway. I love their uniforms. Creighton? Yeah, like, yeah. Okay. Creighton? I really hope <laughs> they lose so I don't have to get a Blue Jay tattooed on my body. Oh, yeah, you've got Creighton. Yeah, oh. Kyle dangerous. has the Huskies, too. Oh. And we didn't talk about this. I guess we can go to the east with Tennessee because they, they vanquished Duke. Congrats. Thank you. And it was funny before the tourney, you were like, they're going to play an awful Tennessee team. <laughs> well, like, yeah. But this is what the tournament's all about. I, well, yeah. I thought Tennessee would get Oral, but they they didn't. Yeah, and Oral played terrible. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I was shaking in my boots. But Tennessee, man, Rick Barnes, a.k.a. John Grisham, had mm-hmm. them all hopped on, on Mountain Dew. Mm-hmm. The pressure that they play with is is awesome. As a football player you know, settling in on a Saturday watching college basketball, the intensity and the physicality and the hustle. Um, the fouling every possession. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, there was yeah. a lot of fouls, but they were playing Duke. Was, no, I liked it. You put pressure on the officials. They can't call everything. Oh, and I love that big guy. I mean, he just immediately just hits uh, the Duke big guy in the face. Yeah. Filipowski. My brother was like, that's not a freaking foul. And then we see his eye bleeding. <laughs> yeah, he's bleeding. I mean, they drew blood like in the first two minutes. That's the type of basketball I like to watch. Um, you know, they, they're going to play FAU, who's everybody's, you know, analytical darling, uh, but hasn't hit any threes. What's that line? I like the owls. Hey, I might like the Owls, too. Do you think Florida Atlantic Five. got some bad juju for that uh, attempted dunk no, at the end? No, we're going to talk about that, but okay. no, no, no. No, good juju. Hey, a lot of unders, not a lot of shot making. I don't know why we start playing with different balls and why the rims are so tight. We need, a, if only we had like a, a governing body to oversee all of these things. <laughs> yeah, if only. Standard well, they wanted ball. an oranger ball, correct? Sure, fine. We need a we need a NCAA ball provider. So these schools will go from game to game playing Nike, Adidas, Wilson, Spalding. I could go on. Hey, I got you something from the Bear. This is from Felica, and this has to do with um, Rick Barnes. Hey, good call on uh, Maryland there, Stanford Steve. Not. Yeah, I couldn't do that. Rick Barnes is two and seven against the spread, five and four outright as a favorite in tourney games at Tennessee 
All but one of those games came versus double-digit seeds dating back to Texas. That number falls to 2-11, and 7-7 seven and seven outright. Hmm. So uh, something to look for there. I mean, like that kind of supports your hypothesis of uh, FAU. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm very impressed by Tennessee that, that they could do this without their leader, a point guard, yeah. two Zs. Yep. Tony Bennett, 16 and 10 in the NCAA tournament all time. In regard to that slam. So you've got you've, you, you, Pat Forty. <laughs> yeah, yeah, my guy Pat. Yeah, you've got you've got Kansas State, Michigan State, which might be one of the most fun games. Um, yes. Left in the in in the tournament. I mean, these two teams, Kansas State, and of course, I was on um, Kentucky, and I was kind of falling in love with that team. I didn't watch them a lot this year. Uh, obviously, I know about Shebway, and he's a fun guy. To, it's fun to scream Shebway whenever mm-hmm. he does something. Or even Oscar. Yeah, Oscar, sure. Uh, the guy doesn't sweat, by the way. I mean, mm-hmm. he just fucking, he's never tired. Vice grips for hands. Uh, but they were, they, they, Noel is, he's electric. I know he's friends with Kyrie Irving, is <laughs> what they were talking about on the, uh, on the telecast. Uh, the guy is such a creator with the ball. Great passer, mm-hmm. knocked down some big shots. He, he didn't score a lot the first 20 minutes of the game, but no yeah. look. Yeah, I mean, he's great. That sequence where back-to-back fast breaks, he did a behind-the-back pass and then a between-the-legs dump off, it was awesome. He's, he's so fun to watch, and I got a future on Kansas State, so that, that uh, softened the blow a little bit to win the natty. I don't know if they have a shot, but, um, you know, Kentucky... I have man, a shot. I, I think they have a great shot. You, you do? Have a shot? Great shot getting to the Final Four. Everybody on Kentucky's so big. I mean, they have such length, and they've got some fun players... But they just keep losing in the damn tournament. Well, they just had a they had a bad season yeah. altogether for yep. their standards. No question. Coach so Cal, hot seat. What's the line in that game? Michigan State's favored. Michigan State is favored by two. Speaking of Kentucky, I heard a funny story about Coach Cal this weekend that he actually answered in a press conference. Uh, Josh Passner, who Macon will remember as the guy. Georgia Tech coach formerly. Well, and he sits in the front the seat of, well. of Ubers. <laughs> yeah. When he gets an Uber, he sits right. in the front seat. Yeah. Right. Uh, he alleged that Calipari did not take the NC State job back in like maybe 2013 or so because Raleigh had insufficiently good pizza. Well, that's a good reason. <laughs> it's a good it's reason. The water. Calipari denies it and said that Mellow Mushroom was very good. That's, oh, they have a mellow. Huh? So they're, they're, yeah, that was in the conversation that mellow mushroom wasn't good enough for John Calipari. Seems that way. No, mellow mushroom is all right. And I, so this is from the Bear as well. Michigan State, seventh seeded Michigan State is favored over third seeded Kansas State in the Sweet 16. It's the first time a team seeded seventh or lower has been favored over a top three seed since 2015 when seventh seeded Michigan State uh, was a 1.5 point favorite over three seed Oklahoma and beat the Sooners 62-58 in a game played in the state of New York. Uh, since seeding began in 1979, 16 times a four seed has faced an eight or nine seed in the Sweet 16. Despite dodging the one seed, it's been far from a cinch. The four seed has moved on. Four seeds are just six and ten facing teams seeded eighth or ninth in the Sweet 16 since 2000. Four seeds are just two and seven against the spread when facing a team seeded eighth or nine in the Sweet 16. Tom Izzo's teams are eight, 18 and 6 outright in Sweet 16 or Elite 8 games. So, a lot of uh, indicators in the uh, East region. 
you and I, we were celebrating your birthday. We were in the garden in 2014. Virginia was a one seed. Michigan State was yeah. a four. The Brian O'Connell game. Yeah. And uh, Michigan State got a 61-59. And then you turn around the next year, and they're the seven to Virginia's two, and they got Virginia again. Mm-hmm. The the guy just that's he, when you he wins next game. to Magic Johnson. Yeah. Oh well, right after Magic Johnson was it? Yeah. I he peed, and then I peed right after him. Yeah. It wasn't like an Aikman situation. Yeah. And then, um, but then I followed him mm-hmm. out the door. Yeah. And <laughs> I was I was picture with him. sufficiently lubricated that I asked mm-hmm. for a picture. And then started screaming at a ref. <laughs> uh-huh. Well, it was your birthday. Yeah, it was my birthday. Yeah. Before um, you go to the next region, did you see Kansas State's play that they called uh, Mahomes? Yeah, yeah, dude, that's great. These guys are all lined up on the end line. Like, what a lot of people don't know is you can pass the ball as long as you're still out of bounds. So, yes. like, all those guys are still, like, eligible receivers, basically, oh, yeah. while you're out, and then they can make another pass. So you don't know where it's going. But it's basically just like a bubble screen. You know, yeah. Matt, uh, uh, Virginia should have run this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. To close out. <laughs> I we had a Meikle Hardman. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, no, the East, the East was, uh, I don't know, it was, it was fun, man. It was it was fun. Michigan State was just too big and, and physical for Marquette. And Marquette's best player, I can't remember his name, had a had a really poor game. Colac? A thumb injury. They were trying to find Colac's dad in the stands. And yeah. He was like dodging the... the that was uh, so weird. And then they said they found him. We were, they were like, we found oh, Waldo. congratulations. <laughs> Let's make this guy's life more miserable. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Interesting, fun matchups in the East. In the Midwest, uh, you've got Xavier. You have uh, Xavier in Texas, and you have Miami and Houston. Pretty much Chuck. So, I, Miami, dude, look out for these guys. Mm-hmm. I just, it's it's ironic that there are there are ACC representative. I mean, they're a Big East team in my eyes always, but mm-hmm. um, they got guys that can create their own shots. They out rebounded Indiana. I don't know if that can happen again. I mean, if you looked at Indiana when they when when they made a run like around halftime and made the game competitive the first ten minutes of the second half, every time they got close, it was like Miami. I count five or eight second chance point baskets. I mean, they they just out rebounded them, and the guards are great. And if you pair, it's an interesting intersection for a team to low-key have a lot of experience, because mm-hmm. they do. I mean, they were just a game away from the Final Four last year. Right. You've got Jim Laranaga. They love their coach. Ton guy's of got experience. a red tongue. I don't know what he's chewing oh, on the sideline. No, he's know. always sucking on a sucker. Is that, is yeah, that what it is? Yeah, it's always red. And, uh, and, and they have the experience, but they also don't have the expectations. Yep. You know, like, what team has that amount of experience but that low expectations at this juncture in the, in the tournament? Um, you know, but they're not a mid-major. I mean, like, this team can play. And they're co-ACC champs. Uh, Wong's great. Love that guy. Nigel Pack's great. They have a great college big guy in Omir who's 6'7", six, seven, seven. 248, and, yeah. and runs down the floor. Yeah. Like a, like a, like a bear. Can they, can they hang with Houston? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Did you hear uh, Mike Woodson's first on-court interview? I didn't. When they were down about 10 or so? Mm-hmm. He was just like, um, the other team is playing a lot harder. They're <laughs> diving for loose balls. This is big boy basketball, uh-huh. and the other team wants it more than my team. And Mike Woodson looked dejected at the end of that game. I like both those coaches. I, I, I really do like Coach L. The under eight timeout, I think he took the first 30 seconds of the timeout and just stared yeah. into the soul of every single Indiana yeah. player. Yeah. 
Yeah. And not to let Felica do the whole podcast, but he, <laughs> but he did have some good nuggets on Sean Miller in the Sweet 16 as a dog. So, mm. uh, you know, I, Texas is favored. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I like Xavier here. You know, you, you texted yep. me before that game against Furman. They can either look it's either really good or, or not. Good. I'll take the team that that that's got high variability and yep. and a high ceiling that's, right now. That's this tournament. Did yes, you see sir. that clip of Sean Miller like as a kid on the Johnny Carson show dribbling basketballs? No, nope. Yeah, they, they, How did he get on the fucking? He was like some basketball dribbling savant. So they brought him on as a like an exhibition. And speak, speaking of, how did the the fairly Dickinson SID, who does he know? He's a junior is in it, college. Yeah. I don't care. Is it uh, not to throw salt on this? I mean, I'm, the guy is electric, huh. right? Yeah. But I mean, you said some people were calling it Farley Dickinson. He, had he to, can do a better job. He, yeah, he yeah. needs to do a better job. He has to know somebody. They spent like three to five minutes talking about this kid. They might have just not had one and he volunteered. Right. Yeah. Maybe. Okay, so we've got the East, we've got the South, we've got the Midwest, uh, and then we've got the West, Arkansas and UConn. How underseated is UConn? How underseated is Arkansas? Yeah, well... It's the best region left, like, yeah, by far. Yeah, their guards are great. I, you know, like, it, Arkansas-UConn's going to be a great game. That Devontae Davis kid had, like, 21 in the second half. They got some great player who hasn't played so well, Arkansas. Um, it, it, like... Can you count on somebody to to get hot like that? You know, he's he's not the guy you're expecting to go for 21 and a half. Um, UConn, man, that big guy, Sunoco, yep. guy with a gas station name. Yeah. <laughs> Fill it up premium. Yeah. The UConn, you talk about they're being underseated, uh, lost six of eight in the middle of the season. Yeah, but they look good. But that's like how you do it. You got to get, you got, yeah. They started like 14 and 0, something like that. You yeah. lose six of eight. Okay. Yeah. Figure out what's wrong yeah. and then get into a groove. And then yeah. you're seated. Uh, that four seeds, not that four or five line is not so bad when somebody else knocks out the one for and you. And what is the line in that game? Three and a half. Uh, UConn favored. I like UConn here. I do. Uh, and then Gonzaga and UCLA. UConn's wearing the right unis. That's, yeah. Yeah. And then. Gonzaga and UCLA, it's all about pace, right? I mean, from what it sounds like, I didn't watch a lot of UCLA this year, but the times that I've seen them, um, I had them in my final four in my bracket, not that that matters a lot. Uh, I do think they could slow, slow down Gonzaga. And the, the guard play isn't as good for Gonzaga as it has been in years past. I like UCLA here. Titus made the point, and I think he's right. I think Gonzaga is the new Duke. They're they're mm. just they're irredeemable. Yeah. I cannot stand to watch that club. I, I like watching them. Because for some, they've, I've seen them lose so much in the <laughs> tournament that they don't have that Duke effect on me. So you're in your root for them? Yeah, I pull for Gonzaga. I'd like mm. Drew Timmy to, to cut down the nets. You know I love Drew Timmy. He's a mm. former member of the uh, All Vibes team. <laughs> oh, that is where you lost that Vibes draft. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> comes we do have the Vibes draft coming up in a second, but we should do America's teams real quick okay? before we give out a couple of awards yep. and then get into this Vibes draft. Yeah. I'll start off with Fairleigh Dickinson. I mean, they're vanquished, but... Coach Tobin. Yeah, they're, they're, they average, They are the normal tall team. They average six foot three. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, they're, they give hope to short kings everywhere. Mm-hmm. And uh, everybody loved this team. I mean, they, they, they really legitimately had a chance to win that game. And it wasn't like UMBC where it was like, hey, the party's over immediately. Mm-hmm. Like, I thought in the second half, the pressure would prevail for them. I mean, like I said, FAU couldn't hit threes, 
Everybody loves this team. Somebody else's band, I think Dayton's band. Merrimack. Right. Merrimack? Yeah. yeah. No, it was Dayton's band filled in for them because they didn't have a band, but Merrimack was the team that won the Oh, you the said conference. band. Band. I thought you said band. Mm-mm. Oh, yes. <laughs> so you said, this is, this is interesting. Yeah. I love this language. You said B-A-N-D, mm-hmm. and I heard B-A-N-N-E-D, because did you know FDU didn't win its conference tournament? Oh, really? Merrimack did. Because they did some fucked up shit. You would think, uh-uh, it's the NCAA who has a four-year waiting rule when you move up. Uh, you oh, can't, really? Yeah. They went from D2 to D1, so yeah. they're ineligible. Uh, yeah. Well, that wrinkle yielded some fun basketball. And mm-hmm. 30 seconds of electric podcasting. <laughs> and you said, I mean, they, statistically, they're one of the worst teams in the country. They're one of the worst teams ever in the round of 32. Yeah. Yeah. But they hung in there. Fairly Dickinson, um, uh, Ken Palm, 298. Okay. UMBC was 188. Yeah. For all the haters out so there. So again, for no, Purdue. No DeAndre Hunter yeah, for Virginia. Yeah, Purdue. Yeah, I mean. No is, national player of the year that's for right. Virginia. That's right. So I, I go Tennessee. It's an America's team. I, I love I love Tennessee. They beat Duke. Uh, I like watching them play. I've always liked watching Rick Barnes' teams play. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll go Michigan State because they want me so much fucking money and because Tom Izzo's automatic. You know, there's only so many teams left that you're like, I just trust that coach and I trust that program. And the consistency with which they play. I trust Tyson Walker for them too. Yeah. That dude's awesome. He had his first dunk in his whole career sealing that game. Yeah, it was awesome. I'll go another America's team. Powerade. Did not know it still existed until John Moran's gun charge got him docked his Powerade money. Mm. I didn't know that people were still doing deals with Powerade. And then voila, NCAA tournament comes around. It's all over my screen. I might have to have a Powerade. I always found Powerade to be really gross. Not Whoa. as gross as Allsport. Not the blue. No, Allsport was good. You Allsport the, was amazing. You, you do like and soda. No, Allsport oh, was yeah. gross. Oh, it was what? great. Yeah. Powerade, what they do is they, at, at the end of every single commercial, they way more ions than Gatorade. But Gatorade, uh, uh, they manage it in... Um, what is it called? I'm not helping no, you we out don't here know. on this weak-ass take. <laughs> we don't know. Uh, no, I'm agreeing with you. I think Gatorade's better, but it's funny. At, at the end of every commercial, they say way more ions, even though there's no ions in Gatorade. Well, yeah, I mean, there is way more ions in Gatorade. Gatorade's just, uh, they've bowed out in the ion competition. Who you got for your America's teams? America's teams. Uh, K-State. What's cool about K-State is that they've um, appropriated the light purple color. It looks great. It does look great. Yeah, I want one of those Q-zips. Yeah, along with their school color, they now have like a periwinkle they're mixing in. Also, why does uh, the FAU coach wear his Q-zip like that? I don't know. He, 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 he about three cinches of zippers mm-hmm. down, and then he just folds it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's not a great look. K-State, you might remember. Look at this is, guy. Is yeah. yeah, what is that? Yeah, I'd rather you go all the way up than that. Yeah, not great. K State is one of two power five schools to have never won a national title, right? And uh, they have a shot, they can get out of this region. They yeah, can, it'd be fun. It'd be fun if if they won it and Virginia Tech women lost, like a yeah, stat. Yeah, because they, they those are the two schools. Don't take schools. care of them if they make a run. Yeah, it'll be Boche right. would get a tattoo if uh, Kansas State won. Oh, cool. Stanford also lost, right? In women's basketball last night, could be Bama, K State, Miami. 
UConn. This could be a funky little yeah. Final Four. St. John's is my second America's team. Uh, surely soon they'll hire Rick Pitino as head coach. Rick Pitino, who shoots you straight. Um, okay, pregnant pause for a sex joke there that you didn't take advantage of, and I respect. Uh, Iona loses to UConn. They're up at halftime. Loses to UConn. And um, Rick Pitino, I think, was on the St. John's campus that night. Oh, yeah. After being like, yeah, we'll see. He said, uh, leading up, you know, I, I'm from New York, but, like, I haven't been on that campus in 30 years, so I would need navigation to get there. <laughs> like, <laughs> trying to sound like one of the yeah. one of the young men. Uh-huh. Um, I need a uh, map quest, that Yeah, thing. not GPS. Navigation. Uh, so he'll probably be the St. John's coach here uh, before long, which will be cool. Rick Bettino wins everywhere he goes. You name it. Well, except for the Knicks and the Celtics, I guess. Yeah. But uh, Providence, Kentucky, We could uh, use the Louisville. Johnnies back in the tournament. Yeah, for sure. It's been a while. Yeah. Uh, I think they went once after Ron Artest, but yes. I remember the Ron Artest years. Yes. Uh, third one, uh, Virginia. Mm. Congratulations to the back-to-back-to-back national champion UVA women's swim and dive team. Mm. Um, they, what, what, they, all they do is win. Mm-hmm. And okay. swim. And, uh, and swim, and I believe that's the 32nd uh, national championship for the University Stacking of Virginia. And uh, sorry to, to Pat Forty. He's a big backer of uh, the Stanford women's swim and dive team. And uh, the Cardinal came up a bit short, unfortunately. And finally, I'll go with Gatorade. They called it Gatorade. Puts a bow on my American No ions. Um, Zero ions. Only electrolytes and... Real and, quick, real quick, before we go, the coloring. awards here. Who you got in your final four? Okay. Uh <clears throat> I have Alabama, top left, uh, bottom left. I really do think Kansas State comes out of there. Mm. Uh, top right, I, yeah, it's Houston for me. And um, bottom right, it's between UConn and UCLA. And I think it'll be UConn. Mm. Yeah, give me Bama. Give me uh, Bama playing... Oh, that's a tough one. The the the, uh, the East Region is the toughest one to call. Yeah, I you gave it its government name, the East Region. Yeah, yeah. yeah. In New York, um, I'm gonna poof. You're gonna push on that one. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Tennessee. Okay. Yeah, I don't love it, but it doesn't right. matter. I got uh, an SEC half of the the Final Four here. We got Bama and Tennessee. Kansas State will feel right at home in Manhattan, though. Hey, sure. Yo, good point. Hey, yeah. Miller Light mentions Bevel Conway. If that's Tennessee with their Vol script, there. and then K State, my bad, my bad. Yeah, I just couldn't help myself. That Orange might, and purple might be the best Woo! matchup. Of the, yeah, I know. Woo! I know. Beautiful. Uh, and then and then in in Kansas City, Midwest in the Midwest, uh, I've got I've got Houston. Uh, and then I've, I've got down in the bottom, I've got UConn. So I've, I, I've got... Hey, that Midwest, I do think any of those teams can can make it. Houston, Miami, mm-hmm. Xavier, Texas. I think any of those four could advance to Houston. Yep, no question. I'm not going to pick, pick a natty yet. Okay. We'll do that next we week. We got another week. Um, okay, yeah, yeah. Bevel Conway, I, I, I like Drake's script a lot. Okay. Yeah, so I'm going to go Drake, Bulldogs, uh, chest plate there. Okay. Um, I just, I just, you know, as you saw, I just uh, came a little too quickly. Um, the Tennessee Vols basketball unis are awesome. Beautiful. 
Um, Hollow Man, we already gave it out to Kihei Clark. But I also want to say, whoever scheduled the World Baseball Classic, where guys are getting hurt left and right, mm-hmm. uh, at the same time as March Madness. I mean, I know that like you know it's the world, uh, so they're probably not thinking about March Madness and the, the Dominican and that sort of thing. But the ratings were great, even though they were competing with March Madness. A million people tuned in to watch um, Columbia and the U.S. play, and then one and a half million people for Great Britain, USA. Mm, Trey Turner probably versus. deserves something that's beautiful. Is that, that's what you're referring to? Yeah, though? it's gorgeous. I guess I just don't love that it's contained. We're talking about Drake. It's beautiful. And that is... The font's beautiful. Okay. Is it okay to root for Japan in the World Baseball Classic? No. Yes. Well, Kingston's Asia. Pearl Harbor? Oh, right. <laughs> you're a history right. teacher? All right, so, yeah. Watch this. December 7th, 1941. Yep. Good job, D-Day. Marcillo. Yeah. Uh, but what did that have to do with Pearl Harbor? I guess it does loosely have to do something with Pearl Harbor. Um, uh, you said D-Day, which is it's, June 6th, 1944. December, he said December 7th, 1941, which is the day the bombs dropped, dropped on Harbor. We dropped the bombs on where? Where? Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> what the fuck are we talking about? <laughs> December 7th, 1941 is Pearl Harbor. Yeah, Pearl Harbor. We didn't drop any bombs. Pearl Harbor, right. What the fuck are we talking about? Maybe we did. Some people think it's a conspiracy. (laughs) It did get America into the war. Some people think we did it on purpose. Yeah. I can do D-Day too. I know you just did it, but 6644, yeah. Yeah, 6644. Okay. Mm -hmm. December 7th, 1941, Pearl Harbor, D-Day, 1944. June 6th, uh, yep. and we don't need to date when we drop those two big bombs because that's just the worst thing ever. Yeah, don't drop bombs. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Fly on the wall. I want to know what the, who the fuck broke the Purdue whiteboard. <laughs> yep. you, you did the same thing. Um, was it Zach Eady? That looks like Zach Eady's fist. You know? It kind of had the shape of uh, New Jersey. Yeah, it know? was. It, 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 it looked like... Uh, and then and then I'll go I'll go uh, worst flight because I already did best one best and worst drive for Bama. The guy uh, Spencer Lee he he's like this uh, otherworldly college wrestler and he lost mm-hmm. uh, in the final I guess this weekend. Uh, and his mom just had an epic meltdown. <laughs> mom strength is <laughs> what she just had. destroyed deleted her her optic optics. Uh, just I love that move of breaking your own glasses because you like don't want to see anymore yeah dude she's just <laughs> she's blind as a bat the rest of the afternoon you he's know? the mama wrestler that that's that's a wrestler's fan reaction yes and then and then i guess the marquette guy's dad you know had a tough flight home he's dodging the camera the whole weekend and uh and those are my awards uh, yeah those are my awards why why is it when something happens that relates to the state of New Jersey that anybody from the state of New Jersey has to make you aware that the state of New Jersey is attached. Sounds like any other state. Really? Yeah. Okay. Because I mean, fairly Dickinson, I got two text messages. Like they're, well, they're from New Jersey. I think the better question is like how many of those people knew that fairly Dickinson was in New Jersey right. before that happened or St. Peter's. But I'm like, I'm on it. Like I'm watching the game. Like I've yeah. heard Hackensack 25 times. Like we got yeah, it. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah. It's like St. Peter's. We got it. Garden State. Got it. A lot of schools in New Jersey. Jug handles. All right. Can't pump your own gas. Fucking weird place. Those are the, the mentions. Miller Light mentions. Ah, this tournament's great. I can't quit this tournament. And the players in the tournament are great. There's a lot of great vibes out there. So we're doing the the, vi- the all vibes draft. You had the the old vibes drafts. 
You you said I in retrospect probably won the draft mm-hmm. last yeah. year. Twenty twenty two, you had Jaden Ivey, who new guard, s- sick. Uh, Where's he playing now? Sacramento Pistons. Detroit. Pistons. Okay, some yeah. Well, Doug Adert. I thought I had Doug Adert. That St. Peter's cat with the mustache. Yeah, he was great. Could have sworn I had Doug Adert. Dirty looking. Could have sworn I, I also Dude, had Jaden Ivey. They're flipped. <laughs> so, uh, so I had Doug Eddard. I you love had Doug Eddard. Yeah, I, I love I your. Eddard, no, no, no. I did. Oh, I you love your draft because Jaylen it's my Ivey. draft. Yeah. Because and then I saw Benedict Matherin. I was like, wow, Chris, you, you really knew Matherin. your. Yeah. And then I saw Chet Holmgren. I was like, wow, yeah, Chris. Matherin touched that cheerleader's butt on the way off the court. Hey, beat somebody. Hey. Is that a good vibe? Pimpin' ain't easy. Yeah. Okay. My coach, my not my coach. I died. Jelly Walker, UAB. Jelly Walker. I haven't I haven't put a coach down yet for my uh, for this year's. So that was my squad last year, which explains why I love it so much. You had um, a cheerleader named Cassidy Cerny. Oh, she did right. something. She got the ball. She grabbed the ball. Mm. The ball was stuck. Right. That's she right. She went up there and got the ball. Eddie Lampkin. Do you remember where he played? He was a big guy. Yeah. Uh, Nobody say anything. Okay. Eddie Lampkin. Uh, TCU. That's right. Yeah. Also on this Number year's four team. for yep. TCU. Yeah. Also on this year's team, but left the team a little while ago. Yeah. I don't want him taking up any space on the big board. I don't want too many repeats. Jaime Hawkes still on the board yeah, this he's on year. on the board. The guy's great. Drew Timmy. The yeah. Pedro Pascal. Pick. Drew Timmy's a great pick. And Remy Martin. Remy fine, Martin. Fine pick. Okay, good. Cowboy went Chucky Hepburn, Wisconsin. Tiger Campbell. Misspelled in the docs, UCLA. UCLA. Eric Gaines. I don't remember Eric Gaines. He was the uh, LSU guy. He had that huge him. flying block. He jumped from about the free throw line to block a block a play. Gosh, Say no more. It. Say no more. Matthew Mayer. He was probably either on Baylor or Illinois. Or that's right. He was on Baylor. Okay. Yep. Was he the mustache guy, the mullet? He was yeah. the mullet guy. Yeah, so I took great. him after yeah. you had oh, taken he was on him Illinois in 2021. Yeah. He, yeah. Transferred you to know, Illinois. You you change schools. Everybody. Now. Yeah. Uh, he was then, the one. He drank uh, six monsters in one night because he was uh, he was streaming. He was playing video games and he drank six monsters and had to sit out <laughs> oh, right. a basketball yeah. game. Caffeine, no poisoning. Way, yeah. dude. caffeine poisoning. Yeah. Yeah. Look no further than Matthew Mayer. That shit is dangerous. Yeah. All right. I was sitting there watching the Hauser kid, Joey. Uh, Sam Hauser. Sam's brother Joey. Sam's brother jo- Joey. Uh, was Sam in the stands? Maybe. No, his parents were. His, his parents Sam's were. Sam's with the Celtics. Mm-hmm. Just a big confusing moment because you got the, the brother and he's playing... Virginia legend. He's playing Marquette. Uh, his, his brother's old school. team. His, his former school. He's got his brother watching the game and I'm a Virginia fan watching it. It's hard to keep track of this yeah, shit. Very confusing. Not all heroes wear caves. Exactly. Thank you for your service. You're, you're welcome. And then Cowboy went with uh, Tommy Cusey. Tommy Cusey. Right, um... Yeah, wish I hadn't have gone that way, but okay. that's okay. It's you okay. Know, he played well in, you want in to a first was? round up. Was that who was he? He was a he was the bald guy for St. Mary's. Okay. Yeah, All yeah. Right. He he played well in their first round upset of whoever they beat, but then I'll just I'll not great. I'll sprint through 2021 because it's cool to remember these okay, names. Cool, yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, C-Long, Cameron Crutwig. Yeah, he I was don't great. Have to There's not up. a Cameron Crutwig in the tournament this Lay year. That's Chicago. the best all vibes draft I think. Yeah. Pick yeah. in the history Thank of this you. draft. You went Matthew Mayer in 21. Mm-hmm. So congrats. Mm-hmm. The Gro- Groves twins from Eastern Washington. Yeah, the they picks. look like big hippies. They were cool the when they were there. Now fellas. they're at Oklahoma. Yeah. Which, and then I think, oh, right, right, right. A couple lumberjacks. Uh, Adonis Arms. Cutting down marijuana trees. Adonis Arms. Yeah. Yeah. Needs no explanation. Uh, Mark uh, Vital uh, Baylor, like a, like a yeah, short, stocky. Yeah, he was a stocky, big guy. He was stocky. 
Vital or Vital? Vital. Whatever Mark Vital, I think. Uh, and Bob Huggins. That's back when we were doing coaches. Yeah. Huggy Bear. I went Io DeSumo, Illinois, Joe Pleasant, don't remember. Moses Moody, insert Kendrick Perkins soundbite, Arkansas. Johnny Juzang, UCLA, Jared Butler, Baylor, and uh, Porter Moser, who was coach at Loyola and now mm-hmm. is in Oklahoma. And now it's time for the 2023 All Vibes Draft. Get your fucking big board ready. How many NC players we got? Five and a... Should we do six for a six-man? Five. We'll do five. <laughs> we'll do five and uh, and a coach. Okay. Now, Vibes. Vibes, coach. Vibes, coach. We've been okay. doing this three years now. So we Cowboy has the first. We didn't coach last year in my defense. Okay, well, that's fine. I, yeah. I'm going number one. Ricky Council Jr., Arkansas. The councilman, oh, as he's known around here. Megan. Yeah, hey, Macon, you could have had number one. Did I not offer number one? You motherfucker. <laughs> if you don't know the funnest fact about Ricky Council, you can't pick him. I'm going to kill you. Why don't you tell me and then I'll confirm if I know it or uh, not? Say all you know about Ricky Council. Are you done with calling the councilman? The councilman. Yeah. I cannot believe this. Okay. Are, are you ready, Chris? Because Ricky. Where did Ricky Council come from? Durham, North Carolina. Are you Is ready? It? No. Close, though. Uh-huh. Are you ready? I need your attention here. Yeah, I, I don't sure, have I your got eyes. You. I haven't had your eyes all show again. I think we need to change the studio up. <laughs> okay. Are you ready? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look at me. His name is Ricky Council the Fourth. okay? Dick Council. So you figure his dad's Rick, his grandpa's Dick, his great-grandpa's Richard, you know, mm-hmm. something like that. Nah. Ricky Council the Fourth has two older brothers, Ricky Council Jr. and Ricky Council III. No way, My man Rick Council (laughs) had three boys and named them Ricky (laughs) Council II, Ricky Council III, and Ricky Council IV. Amazing. That guy's great. And that's why he was high atop my big board (laughs) for all He goes one overall. One, one. You know, I'm afraid you're going to take this guy, so I'll, I'll, I'll go ahead. Drew Timmy. Gonzaga. Jeez, man. Like, bro, look at all the post moves this guy has. He dropped some guy from, from TCU last night. He just Guy sucks. came out to do... He no, just he sucks. doesn't suck. Like, He's touching his mustache, keeping it loose. Dropping F-bombs. Hit a three. Yep. Yeah, didn't he dro- drop an F-bomb like last year? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. He, he doesn't, doesn't give year. a flying fuck. He doesn't give a fuck. That's I right. love this guy. I love Drew Timmy and his big dad. <laughs> big dad. <laughs> Drew Timmy's dad is an enforcer out there. Okay. Um, it's a package deal. I get Drew Timmy and his dad. Third overall pick, I'm going Sule Boom. And when you were talking to me about, hey, when is Xavier going to fall on its face, I was like, damn, Sule Boom's probably rocking it. And he wasn't. He wasn't the other day. And that's a problem because when everybody else is, is putting in buckets for Xavier, um, they're hard to beat because Sule Boom, uh, guard Xavier from Oakland, California, he's really their heartbeat. Um, more than anything else, his name is Sule Boom. Mm-hmm. Okay? Like, Northwestern has Boo Booey. That's trying too hard. Mm-hmm. Like, your last name's Booey, and then you're just taking the mm-hmm. nickname yeah. Boo. Sule Boom, that's 100% genuine. Yep. Sule Boom is my uh, first all-vibes pick. Great player. He's gonna. He, I might go ahead and lead Xavier to a, to a Final Four. I'll follow that up with another uh, repeat pick. Guy's name's Jaime Jaquez down there at uh, UCLA. You just fuck me? Yeah, fuck, fuck you. you. <laughs> Jaime Jaquez, uh, 
looking like the damn Virginia Cavalier out there, just running around being a good basketball player. Is he a pimp or a pirate? <laughs> <laughs> He's both. And um, that guy is, is cool as hell. Uh, they got the Zags next. A uh, little all-vibes uh, matchup, Hawkeyes versus Timmy. Nice. Am Go I up? Me. Damn. Okay. Um, I'll take Tyson Walker. Uh, not only the dunk that we talked about, but here was my favorite thing about Tyson Walker, of course, Michigan State player. Uh, his game ended like, I don't know, 7 o'clock, and it's like 8.30. It's 11 to 4 FAU. He's still in the stands in his uniform. I mean, I think he's a shower Smart. pill guy. Mm. Uh, he's, he's taking pictures with people. He's watching the first half of the FAU game. It just reminded me of like an AAU tournament or something mm -hmm. like that. Absolutely. Yeah. You got to scout like, your opponent. I mean, it's the hardest thing about the NCAA tournament from the coaching and like if you're a lead point guard perspective is who am I playing in two days or one week in this case. I was in full uniform. I love <laughs> you, this guy. You, yeah. you mentioned the shower pill. Did you hear what Charles Barkley said about what? how he used to clean himself in college? Oh, what did he Clean do? himself. Is he a cat? <laughs> Clean himself. <laughs> oh, nimbly bimbly. He was a tiger in college. Yeah, yeah he was. And he got, go. uh, he used to douse himself with water, aka take a shower, uh, in, in full clothing. Yeah. Because that would clean the. In wearing his whole it. jersey, he, would, he said it was more efficient. <laughs> is he a never nude? Sir Charles is a never nude. Never nude. Cowboy. Yeah. I'm going to go uh, my second pick, Adama Sanango. UConn, Sin big fella. Sonogo? Sonogo. Yeah, okay. love that yeah. guy. Love that guy. Love a big. He was just clearing space and he was all, all weekend. He, he also created some offense for himself. I mean, it was not yeah. all back to the 28 points in, in uh, round one, 24 in round two. Okay. That's a good pick. That's a good and pick. Then, really. uh, You're like a cat right now. What are you doing? You're like on top of your little, my khaki. Your little fur castle. I've been wearing jeans a lot, but these khakis are riding up. Yeah. So I had to, I had to, I had to. I had, to, I had to write him down. Yeah. Next, I'm going to go uh, John L. Davis, Florida Atlantic. A nice never, little... Uh, never heard of him. Well, he said yeah, shit he, on True TV. Jamie yep. Erdahl was like, you just said... Sh he was like, shit. And they were like... <laughs> <laughs> the guy was like, I've been, I've been praying on this shit. And Jamie, he's like, whoops. And then Jamie Erdahl's like, it's okay, you're on True TV. And that didn't come out right either because the, True TV. It came out right. It's hilarious. Jamie Erdahl might be all vibes. Can I say this? Jamie Erdahl, she's great on Good Morning Football. But Impractical Jokers, don't know if I get the show that much. I mean, like, mm. I get the show. But I, a lot of stoners this weekend watched a lot of Impractical Jokers because, like, after a game, if you don't change the channel quick yeah. enough, all of a sudden you're watching a guy in the supermarket talking about he pooped his pants with somebody in the frozen vegetables aisle. Like, that is that really sustainable? 365 days a year? I hear that's what they show on True TV, like, the whole time. I don't time. understand I kind of how, it. like, the, they go out in public and they do these pranks. How do... How are they able to continue to do it with because people not recognizing people them? people don't watch Impractical Jokers. I would not it recognize must. those guys. Because people yeah, aren't crazy. watching True TV. No, <laughs> they, nothing against them. They're very yeah. successful. I'm sure they're funny. But I, I found myself like three to five minutes into these episodes being like, oh, fuck, what is this? For how and then, long and then, that well, show's been around? What, what channel do I have to change it to now? <laughs> Yeah. For how long sh that show's been around, I can't believe that when they're doing one of their bits out in public, someone doesn't come and ruin it by saying, oh, you're the Impractical Jokers guy. I'm sure it's happened. It has they to They do have. so many shows, I yeah. can tell this weekend. Anyways, 
John L. Davis also ended his uh, press conference with, uh, I'm just trying to provide for my family. Pretty <laughs> badass. That's good. Hey, NIL. So am I. Yeah. All right, Chris, you're up. Chris Long. Elijah Martin, Florida Atlantic University. I love trying to, uh, trying to do a fucking 360 windmill at the buzzer up whatever they were up. <laughs> and here's my thing. You know, like, eh, you just stop trying. You, now I got to stop trying. Like, you know, you don't, you don't get to decide if you're going to foul me and extend the game for 15 minutes and I get one last possession, I might want to turn That's that fair. shit into the dunk contest. You got to be prepared to get put on your ass, though, if you're going to do that. No question. No question. And, and for and, an all-time pat-off in the uh, handshake line, the yeah, two dude, coaches, pat, pat. The pat, handshake pat, pat. was funny. I mean, the, 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 the Florida Atlantic coach with the fucked-up Q-Zip was, was apologizing <laughs> to everybody. And uh, Elijah Martin was just kind of shaking hands. <laughs> he was like, he didn't say sorry or anything. Don't apologize for trying to do a cool thing. Someone said something to him. One of the one of the, one uh, of the players. fairly Dickinson because he was shaking and shaking hands, and then he turned around and laughed at something. One of the fairly Dickinson players and while they were going, yeah, you know, fairly Dickinson was like Merrimack wouldn't let that shit slide. <laughs> <laughs> All right, makes. Right, I'm gonna take Isaiah Wong. Guard Miami, uh, the pride of South Brunswick, New Jersey. He went 27. He's the heartbeat of, of this Miami team. He went 27 points, eight boards, zero assists as a point guard. I love zero <laughs> assists out of a point guard, especially on a winning team. And uh, he's going to be one of the reasons they got a shot against the Houston Cougars. Uh, ACC player of the year, that Isaiah Wong. Where's the jersey number two? Uh, he might be rocking cornrows this tourney. Yeah, some. Yeah, it's, 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 it's been a while for the cornrows. And great. his face facial expression does not change. If yeah. they're up 20, down 20, if he just hit a three, does not change. Yeah, cool guy. Uh, I'm still up, yeah? Yep. Marquise Noel. Yeah, I couldn't believe he wasn't picked earlier. Yeah, five foot eight powder keg out of the little apple at K-State. Um uh, another guy I'm, I'm i'm guard heavy yeah i'm guard heavy i just love him uh you you mentioned earlier no look passes passes through traffic he's a passing maniac it's only five eight too i love it five foot eight marquise noel marquise all right chris noel. you are up again okay i'm going euros plasvic nice yeah the big the big the big rascal mm-hmm. as they called him mm-hmm. <laughs> I just love, I just love, hey, setting the tone. Hey, we're playing Duke. I'm going to bloody these No big guys. orange. You know, yep. you're a big, you're, 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 you're the best player on Duke. I'm going to, I'm going to cut you. Yep. I just love, he was just, he was just, he was thugging it out there. And then, um, I can't find a birthday for this guy. He Wait. does look quite old. Eurosplasvic? Yeah. How old is this guy? Seven foot, 262. He looks 31 he's years 24. old. 24. 24. Yeah, he's he's up there. Yep. That's a grown man, dude. All right, Reed. Tremont Mark, Houston, scored about 20 points in the uh, in the about 10-minute run that uh, the two all-star guards for Houston were on the bench. Good player. In their, uh, in their little matchup in the round of uh, 36. 36. 30. Love the round of 36. <laughs> <laughs> Second round. Good. Uh, he, uh, hey, he was 32. hitting these deep... Um, deep jump shots from the uh, about the free throw line, making them all. There's another Houston guy on the uh, easy cowboy. 
Easy. See, I I want to go there, but easy cowboy. I think I'm gonna go uh, Tosan Ewoma from Princeton. Big dude. That guy just finds people. Great passes. Mm-hmm. He we talk about a point guard with zero assists. How about a power forward with about ten of them? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. You know, I don't know if the vibes. Look, the tournament's great. I don't know if we have the individual vibes like we've had in years past. It's not a great That's not, vibe. Yeah. Not necessarily a bad thing. No. But as I listen to us, it's like, hey, he passed the ball well. Right. <laughs> he, he scored a, a couple facilitator. threes. Yeah, there, there's no big bearded fellas. Or there's mustachio. No, uh, that's right. Except for um, Jaime. Just a couple uh, recycled guys, it mm-hmm. seems like. Mm-hmm. Respectfully. Man, you know, uh, I don't know if a lot of people are going to know who this guy is. Well, (laughs) after Elijah Martin and Oro's Plavik. (laughs) You know, I'm I'm looking hard. You you know, this is my last pick, so I'll give you my big board. I'm looking hard at Chibwe. I'm looking hard at... You know, I still have a pick. I know. Okay. I don't care. Okay. He's on my board as well. It's his Oscar. Yeah, sure. I'm playing against myself. But this guy... DJ Burns Jr. Oh, from NC State. Yeah, great pick. He's got great vibes. Yes. He's just, he's a big fella. I would recommend you making that pick. He's a big fella. I think I'm going to draft Oscar Sheboy, though. Really? No, DJ Burns. I really? I see your reaction. I know, I know. I know. Yeah. Well, take your time. Think about it a little longer. Yeah, I think I'll take... Uh, I mean, I think you'd hate to look back a year from now and hear Oscar well, Sheboy making all vibes Well, yeah, because here's the problem. A lot of people haven't heard of DJ Burns, and half the thing is name recognition here. But who gives a fuck what the people think? I like this DJ Burns guy. I'm not going to be chalky. You can have Oscar Sheboy. Okay. Is that the pick? Yep, that's the pick. Um, I'm not going to draft Ben Sternberger. I'm not taking Oscar Sheboy, Matt. Delete that, huh? I'm not going to draft Ben Sternberger from Mizzou. What is this? Holding the... Oh, holding that guy's the, the worst. Come on. Now, I know that, they, that he's well-liked, and supposedly he's a big, you know, rabble-rouser there. <laughs> and keeps the vibe He transferred high. with the coach. He transferred from Cleveland State. Yeah. Uh, but nah. And they said he, he brings EGB. I can't remember what that... Uh, that acronym stands for they have like an acronym just for this guy you know all these college teams have acronyms for everything yeah dj burns jr um i last pick i say that that's your best pick thank you and it's an excellent pick thank you like hard to be like this is going to sound dumb hard to be that big and also below the rim mm-hmm. that doesn't quite make sense mm-hmm. but he plays below the rim but he's like a truck yeah with great touch yeah he's got nice touch and, i mean you had eddie lampkin so you have to follow it up with a yep, similar another big fan. but it's like vital and i don't mean this disrespectfully either very low energy dj burns like yeah, no, no no he's just there to get a couple buckets plugging along yeah plugging along yeah i like plugging along it's a really good pick all right well i can um okay here's who i'm thinking about jaris walker houston like a lot the Baylor guards, I like a lot. Look at this guy. No longer in the tournament. Yeah, DJ look at this, Burns. Look at this yeah. guy, DJ Burns, huh? I love DJ's Check him out teammate. Check on YouTube. Look Tur- at him. Terquavion Smith. Terquavion Smith is one of my favorite college basketball players. He's okay. a he's a Wolfpack. Um, Oscar Sheway's on the board. You guys know about this guy, Trey Galloway at Indiana? He, he looks like he belongs on Baywatch. Just the hair. Look up Trey Galloway. I think his name's Trey. Where's 32? Um, and you know, this would have been a great place for Ricky Council the fourth. 
I really like Norchad O'Meara at Miami. It's a good pick. And for that reason, you know who I'm going to take? Jairus Walker. Kingston's so upset right now. <laughs> make a pick. Just make a pick. Thinking a lot about Jalen Hood Shafino, Indiana. And I'm going to take... At this part of the podcast last year, Chris said, oh, look, he's... He's talking about his basketball knowledge. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's just, oh, I just, <laughs> just know. oh, I, I know all these players. Yes. I'm taking, uh, okay. So yesterday <laughs> there was a held ball uh-huh. and the other guy was on the ground. Yeah. And this guy grabs the ball and then lifts the guy on the ground up to okay. create the held ball. Sold. His name is Norchad O'Meara, Miami big yep. man. Yep. Six seven two forty eight transfer from Arkansas Great State. Pick. Thanks, pal. Now, you said you guys were going to pick a coach. I've got one. Y'all got coaches? It would be your coach. turn. Oh, it's my turn? Yes. We're still snaking, yeah. Rick Patino, head coach, St. John's. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Just a big sex guy. Yeah. Am I up? Yep. Man, I was going to take um, that guy's brother, the guy who didn't stand for the anthem in the NBA. <laughs> Mahmoud Abdul Rauf. Yeah. D- no. Well, who's, oh, who's the. Ab- Abdul Rahim. Yeah. Oh, no, fuck me. Everybody I mean, up. Abdul Rahim. No, no, I, no, I had, got it right. It right. I had it right. And, you and got I have it wrong. wrong but Mahmoud okay. Abdul Rauf. Yeah, well, there's another guy with three names, and he <laughs> played in the NBA, and his brother was the coach oh, at is that uh, Kennesaw State. Brother? Cool. Um, and that guy Amir. had just the chillest vibes oh my in gosh. the tournament. He. I could be This is the guy who I said. Yeah. I don't want to say he's going places because I don't want to disrespect Kennesaw State, but. He's going places. He's going places. I'm going to draft that guy. Yeah, I like that guy. Yeah. Amir I mean, Abdul You can draft Musselman. And be like, pardon my take. No thanks. Try uh-huh. hard. Read. Now wait a minute. You're gonna take the must bus. <laughs> I mean, he's ripping yeah. his shirt off on. Get he's him getting hype. Win. All the frat boys are gonna love him. Also, also, like he's just... that's my tattoo team. But no, I'm not going to Eric Musselman. Ooh, the Prince. Faded breath. Jim Laranaga, Miami. Yeah, hey, nice he does pick, have Reed. great yeah. vibes. That's yeah. a great, great vibes. Vibe. He just shows up to the, uh, you know, he was a uh, professor emeritus at uh, George Mason. Really? Um, yeah, he, I don't know what he taught, but it was cool. Yeah. And then he uh, just kind of waddles up to the uh, to the microphone afterwards. He's like, yep, we're doing it again. Sweet 16, Miami. He's more of a killer than he looks like, too. Oh, yeah. big I mean, time. That guy's, uh, he's New York hoops, born and bred. But he's got the, he's got the, the nice guy branding. Mm-hmm. Which is a unique uh, juxtaposition and there. And he's got that sucker. He yeah. sucks on. Yeah, he sucks on the sucker. Okay. So that, that concludes the All Vibes draft. Again, I've got Timmy. I've got uh, Walker. I've got uh, Martin. I have uh, Plavsvik. <laughs> uh, just because he's a fucking henchman. Uh, oh, you know who didn't go drafted and really could have? Would you guys have liked the Miles Dread pick from Penn State? He's kind of a thick guy, likes to jack up threes. I imagine that's how I would play if I was ever any good at basketball. 6'6", mm-hmm. six, six, you'd still be in the NBA. Yeah, I would, I would still be in the NBA. Some high school basketball footage surfaced uh, this past week. And uh, let's just say I, hit, I went one of two from the stripe. Oh, okay. I was playing Whoever. a 6'10 Lithuanian guy at Blue Ridge. <laughs> yeah. Went and played college ball. Yeah. I was down there banging with the big trees. Lars Mikulowskis? Yeah. Yeah. Be careful. Whoever, I have a lot more of that footage. Yeah, okay, be careful. <laughs> <laughs> whoever was on your, when you made that first free throw, whoever was on your right side was He ecstatic. was He was not expecting throw. you to make a free throw. <laughs> <laughs> he was stoked that it hit the bottom. I of had noticed that as well. Let's just say that. Is it good enough on the rim.
I went Sule Boom, Jaime Jaquez, Isaiah Wong, Marquise Noel, Norchad O'Meara, and Coach Rick Pitino, the Cowboy. You want me to read Cowboy? Cowboy went Ricky Council, the fourth, uh, Sonogo at UConn, John L. Davis, Tremont Mark, uh, Tosan Ev Buawumatnam, and... Ewoma. And it is. It's the pronunciation Chimler of the name is a lot different than the spelling. Oh yeah, big time. Awoma, Awoma, Tosin Awoma, all vibes. All right. Well, uh, take care, and we'll be back uh, Thursday with a very special guest. I don't want to. I don't want. I don't want to say it, but we'll be back Thursday. Wow.